Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Beer's about drinkability. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. Yeah. I'm jet propelled at all times. <laughs> How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example, and this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think you know, it's bullshit. The, <laughs> I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. no. We're going to teabag fight. Yeah. Yeah. You heard of Junkyard Wars? No. Can I get another high five, Beavis? <laughs> Not Work Studios in Northern California. This is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Breaking news today. Breaking news (laughs) from JP. Hot off the press. You will not have heard this anywhere else. It's very important. If you're a mild, you're going to want to know. You're going to want to follow along closely. Beavis, you probably already knew this. Of course I did. I'm more of a man than you are. It says that men really are the weaker sex. This is from The Independent. Oh, I mean, I'm not a man. Very uh, (laughs) reputable news source. The research to be detailed tomorrow in the most comprehensive report yet published shows that a host of common chemicals is feminizing males of every class of vertebrate animals, from fish to mammals, including people. Believe that? I do. I do. I mean, if you look at the most densely populated areas, you know, with all the, you know, pollution like, and stuff like that. Like, like San Francisco. Uh-huh. I think there's a record number of, uh, you know, hair gel sales per capita in San Francisco than, say, like... Um, you think Somewhere out in the country. You think that hair gel is, is going to be part of the evidence uh, yeah. in this report? I do. I do. Look, I want to tell you, male cosmetics per capita sales will be in that a chart or something. will probably be in there. Flow chart. You mean like guy liner? That's a real thing. I just learned that. Are you, what? Guy liner? Is Eyeliner, a real thing? but it's for men. It's it's desi- a, is that a like brand? It's designed by like Pete Wentz or something. Guy liner? <laughs> guy <terrible>. liner. <laughs> Look at JP pretending he has no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, pretend that I don't have a pre-order in for the release. <laughs> You know, I I was watching uh, I was watching the uh, that MTV thing on Britney Spears yeah. last week I or whatever. To see that. Oh, I watched it too. God, maybe geez. this report is right. <laughs> I love her, but <laughs> they had feminizing all the dudes. I set a, a reminder on my uh, TV. I'm gonna Tasty, did you watch oh, the uh, so Britney good. Spears special as well? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I do all that off of YouTube. Okay, she's still it's hot. highlights are there. Yeah, she's still hot. But uh, MTV, they have a new show out. It's called 
bromance. Oh, yeah. What the... F- <laughs> that shit pissed me off. What's a what's a bromance? It's like when like you're in love with your best friend, man, but like your best friend's a guy. I want to... Dude, <laughs> you know what? That's feminizing America more than pollution. I'm yeah. sorry, but bromance? Yeah, guy that's, liner? That's, that's not normal. It's not, right? No. I do like that it's pollution that's feminizing dudes. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, there's not pretty much, that's one of the most manly things you can do to your environment is pollute it. Maybe that's going to be Al Gore's uh, next quest. He's going to be, you know, he's going to forget. <laughs> he's going to lighten up on the global warming yeah. thing a little bit. He's going to just go, Get our you know, right. you're all turning into chicks because of pollution. <laughs> maybe yeah. that. Maybe that's why Biden got that eye job, you know. Because he's a global warming fanatic, he could have just got, he could have saved some cash and just got some guideliner. <laughs> well, he, couldn't see, he couldn't see anywhere. Or he could have just huffed some car exhaust. Yeah. All right, welcome to the Brewcast, everybody. <laughs> Live from Pacheco, beautiful Pacheco. Yeah, non-polluted, super manly Pacheco. Got a strange show for you today because, for one, uh, Shat the producer is on vacation. I don't know what's different about that from every other week, <laughs> other than the fact that he's not here. Yeah. Where's my beer? <clears throat> yeah, Shat's in Jamaica. Of course he is. Right now. You know, he's... In other words, Shat's in Shat heaven. Yeah. I just... I don't know, man. I just... I, I gotta get away. I've been... I, I've been working a lot. You know what I mean? No, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't at all. He's in Jamaica. Tasty took him to the airport, gave him a kiss goodbye. Of course. <laughs> a little pat on the junk. And, and Liz, took her, Liz took care of that thing. She was, she was there for that. I see. <laughs> the new crazy bitch was there. Yeah. Oh, man. Taking him to the airport. Did I hear you guys talking about that before the show? Yeah, she's a handful, man. <laughs> she was working the room at the 21A uh, Friday night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. She's always working the room when she's yeah. drinking. You know, so small she's room. always working the room. <laughs> small room for her to be working, too. Yeah. We got there at 7. She's like, I've been here since 4.30. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Let's get this started. Oh, God. Have I met her? Yeah, she's been around. Yeah, I think so. I think I like her. She's nice. Well, she comes. She's, she's nice. Yeah, yeah. I just went through puberty. She comes in the front right. door, so that's good. You know, she does. That's true. So, got that going for us. <laughs> Is Shat worried about uh, you know she's latching on or something? What's going on there? No, I think. Well, you know, Chad, super mellow man. <laughs> And then it's just like Jamaica Chad. Yeah, the antithesis of uh, of Chad is uh, is crazy bitch. <laughs> What's she, happening? What are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> Who's drinking? You know, yeah. like whatever. I don't know. It seemed to work out all right. All right. Well, we got no shot this week because he is on vacation. He had a wedding or something to go to down there, and you know. Shat's friends get married in Jamaica. <laughs> I was going to say, who gets married in Jamaica, but okay. Yeah, they're like, you may now pass the spliff. <laughs> Thank you. With the spliff, man, I... Why, what? <laughs> What's yeah. your name again? <laughs> Please repeat after me. Uh... <laughs> I shat. I... Uh, what was the next part? Oh. Shat. <laughs> you did? You did. Right here? <laughs> Man, you should clean up or something. <laughs> yeah, they're passing a bong That's at the altar. Mean. <laughs> nah, so no shit this week. <laughs> oh, I feel great. <laughs> I love Jed. It's just like, oh, feel great. Yeah. yeah. And then... <laughs> That's what his vacation's going to sound like. We just did the soundtrack to Shat's week-long vacation in about 60 seconds. Oh, man. Throw a four in there and uh, 
hey, Porter, give me a putter, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So today's show ought to run quite smoothly, and uh, no chat this week. We do have uh, Keith Lemke from the Siebel Institute of Technology and World Brewing Academy is on the program with us today, and he's the vice president over there. What he does uh, in general is help guide people's careers in brewing. So if you're thinking about getting a formal education, if you're just starting to think about you know how you're going to kick off your career in brewing, he can help you plan it. That's what he does. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Tasty, you figured out how to kick off your career in brewing yet? <laughs> yeah, make a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah, I think the chat's going to be coming up with a question pretty quick here. Uh, yeah. I know it's going to be, where's Doc? Oh, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I'm already getting it in the chat room. Yeah, that's... yeah uh, they can feel it when he's not here, man. Doc was going to be here. He had a, his, um, uh, so he had an anniversary weekend with the family, with the lady, just the lady, I guess. Anniversary weekend planned for their actual anniversary a mm, month or two ago, and something happened, got postponed. Uh, mother-in-law sick or something like that. So we rescheduled it for this weekend. He still was planning on being here. Um, <laughs> well, he got dro- he got dropped off in a limo and uh, was supposed to get picked up again today. And the guy the, the, just didn't show up. He, <laughs> the limo never showed. He called me about an hour ago and said, "You know, I don't." Originally, he was going to be here a little bit late. He was going to be here by five thirty. He said, "You know, I don't think I'm going to make it at all. I don't even know what to do with my kids. His sister's at home with the kids right now. She's got a flight to catch in about." Oh, 25 minutes. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what's happening other than he's probably not going to be here. So no doc this week either. I told you it's a strange show. Bebo's here, though, so that's yes, fun. Yeah. I'm here. And she's helping you out in the chat room. You can hit the chat now button at any time. You can join a whole host of fun people in there. And you can get your questions over to us if you got questions about uh, going to Siebel or any kind of brewing education. Uh, also, it turns out Keith knows uh, quite a bit about draft systems and things like that, too. So mm-hmm. if you if you had any uh, specific questions about that, we could probably squeeze them in uh, a little bit later. So that's our topic for today. Was it last week that we were off? Yes. Week before. It was last week. Was it? Doesn't it feel like it was a yes. couple weeks ago? That no, we it was two weeks ago because you couldn't make it last week. No, I couldn't make it two weeks ago. No. I think. <laughs> Shows how excited we are wow. about this. Nobody knows. When were you here last? When was Thanksgiving? Two weeks ago. <clears throat> we were off last week. It was last week. We were off last week. I think so. We had the last Jamil show on Monday. I know that. Then maybe that's why I'm all yeah. Because we were here on Monday night doing the last Jamil I show. I even yeah. here and now, I know when you guys weren't on. I haven't posted <laughs> well, the very last Jamil show yet. Oh, uh, it was a good one. It's too. not due until uh, next Monday. But uh, I will say this. If you missed it live, Jamil was in rare form. <laughs> rare, yes. Right? Thank goodness. Yeah. Jamil was wrecked. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> he was... <laughs> he was hammered. Yes, he yeah. was. Yeah. So, that was kind of fun. It was a good time, man. He started the show off just with, like, F this and shit that and thought, oh F my God, you. Yeah. And it's my last show. I can see whatever I want. <laughs> it was great. So you're not going to want to miss that. That'll be posted next Monday, the very last Jameel show as we know it. The styles are over. He's covered every one. Yeah. So pretty exciting. Good feat. All right. A uh, couple of announcements we got to make before we can uh, get on with things. Um don't forget that last time we were on the air, I mentioned a little contest we're going to do. It's um, it's the Brewing Network Christmas Tree-a-thon. That's right. And all you have to do is make the most hideous, grotesque, or retarded beer ornament. Oh, beer. Beer-related uh, Christmas tree ornament. You know, or BN ornament, or just something ugly, just something BN, ugly or stupid. beer-related. And send it in to us because we're going to put up a tree right here in the studio. It'll be up by next week. Mom already started making ugly ones of her own. 
<laughs> what, picture, to, pictures of you? Stick right there, stripper pole. Oh, that should be our that tree. That should be the tree. It's a good idea. Just have cocks hanging off the side like branches. Anything to prevent me from having to dance on it again. Yeah. Oh. That's true. Not going to happen. Uh, well. We probably do have enough dildos laying around here to make make <laughs> enough branches. Yeah, every size and shape, for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 We could do that. So that's the deal. And All you got to do is, is send them in. If you, if you want to make an ugly ornament and send it in, um, just shoot myself or Chad an email, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com or chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. We'll give you the address of where to send it. And we're going to be giving away some prizes. I have figured out the grand prize. Ooh. I haven't informed Tasty of it yet, but I'm going <laughs> to do it right now. The grand prize is going to be... A at least a six pack, and maybe we'll go for a twelve pack. Of uh, it will include tasty beer and Schatz beer and Doc's beer, and if I can get Jamil to get me some beer down here too, uh, we'll, we'll try to put some of Jamil's uh, beer in there too. Hey, two um, good beers out of three. That's pretty good, man. I've not checked with anybody <laughs> uh, about this, but I figure they're you know you guys will give it up for a good cause. Sure, it's, an, right? it's an ugly ornament, Tasty. You can give away a couple beers. Absolutely. For that. So I think that's uh, you know I don't I didn't want to do the big giant giveaway, get a sponsor, get some huge prize in here for you guys. I think some damn good beer from the Brewcasters is good enough for an ugly Christmas ornament, right? You know. So that's it. If you guys want to taste some of this beer, I know a lot of you have always wanted to taste the Jamil beer and kind of asked, you know, when when are we going to try it? Well, this is this is your chance. Send us an ugly ornament. It doesn't take much, really. <laughs> no, not with us. Not and with uh, you know, we're going to vote on the ugliest ones. And grand prize, we'll get uh, some beer from the Brewcasters here. Sweet. Uh, if Sweet. you guys really want and you ask, uh, we'll put JP's in there. But I'm not going to assume that you want JP's beer. Uh, just you know. You hey, know, my beer's good. Ass. Maybe I'll put some bread in there for you. Do you make bread? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, that's my bread. My beer bread. I made beer bread for yeah. the show today. Okay. Yeah. Let me get back to this. I think you're very special, JP. <laughs> Thank you. Let me get back to the feminizing of men Yeah. story Go with some Yeah. <laughs> I do. JP happens to live in a very polluted part of Concord. I do. <laughs> I'm going to say right now. A lot of mental pollution. <clears throat> well, so what do you mean by beer bread? You just took like your spent grain and, and uh, made some bread out of it? No. Instead of putting water, I use, I use beer. Entirely? Mm-hmm. No water at all, just beer. Just yeah. How's it taste? Does it taste like beer? No, not really. <clears throat> what kind um, of beer is it? He's made it before. You, I'm sure you've had yeah. it. I've had it. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever had anything JP has made. Oh, you probably had it and didn't realize. Oh no, I brought it over, but he probably didn't eat it. Mm-hmm. He's smart. Okay. So it doesn't taste like beer, though. Um, a, a little bit, you know. So I made that, you know, that oatmeal stout that I have. I'm dry nibbing with the cocoa nibs. Yep. I made some with that, and then I made a, a loaf with uh, Anchor Christmas. Okay. Just to see if the flavors come through, and yeah, they do a little bit, but not, you know, but not so much. But Even the, with the Anchor Christmas, the spice didn't come through. A, a little bit, but not not as much as I would like. Mm. So I don't know. I'm just farting around. You have like a bread maker, or you just do this in the oven and stuff. Just in the oven. In my pink mixer. <laughs> I have a pink KitchenAid. What about your apron? What kind of um, apron? I didn't wear my apron because it was in the wash. I was going to ask you if you had a pink But you do have an apron? I do have an apron. And eyeliner. Yeah. And guy liner. I don't have guy liner yet. <clears throat> what a- what's, uh, tell us about your apron. Um, it's uh, from a, a coffee supplier. So it's like a, you know, uh, they gave it to me when I was doing the coffee brand stuff. It doesn't say like JP's Kitchen or something like that. <laughs> <says> kiss this. <laughs> yeah. JP's Jitchen. Nothing like that. No. Nothing cute on it at all. No, nothing cute. Uh, your name is that no your name? rainbow no. buttons or anything. You, you know what? If I never even thought about uh, personalizing, it. I would wear whatever. If anybody <laughs> wanted to make a gay apron for me, oh, 
I would wear it. Unicorn and rainbow. Oh, that'd be. I'd wear it every day. I think we put that in the store. Even when I'm not making bread. Even when I'm not. (laughs) But I'm pinching loaves, if you know what I mean. How's that? How's that beer turning out? The nibbed one. It's good. It's it's all right. I'm gonna blend it. I'm gonna blend with the uh, with the normal. (laughs) <laughs> um, oatmeal stout. Everybody says they're going to blend. Those are the people that overshot their their mark. Uh, it's yeah. too chalky. You think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they overshot it, so that's why they blend. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, it's good. It was a good. Uh, you know, it's a good first experiment. Okay, good first try. You're not going to bring some over for us to. Uh, try. I uh, I will. I don't have a lot. I mean, I had two and a half gallons. Now I probably have a you know gallon and a half left. So. We just want a gallon. So. Oh, okay. We'll have some left over. That's good. No, when I blend it, see, I have, a, I have uh, uh, the same oatmeal stout uh, aging on oak. So I'm going to do like a blend. And when, when I get everything kind of dialed in, I'll oh. bring some in. Yeah. All right. The final product. I yeah. You. Cool. Yeah. All right. A couple more announcements. Uh, the CBS Brewcast course is now on Fridays at 5 on uh, 1550 AM if you're in the right. SF Bay Area or on KYOU.com, KU.com uh, online. You can listen anywhere. And uh, if you sign up for our Facebook, Facebook page, then you always get updates about who's on the show and what's happening. Also, I've been putting it in the on tap uh, section of the Brewing Network.com. Um, so it's a good way to find out what's happening uh, Fridays on the CBS Brewcast. That's JP and I, uh, occasionally Sully doing it. And uh, this week, coming up Friday, we're going to be talking to the newest <laughs> Oakland brewery. So new that they're not even uh, really producing beer in their own facility yet. Uh, they're still waiting for the permits to come through. And that's uh, Linden Street Brewery in uh, in downtown Oakland. And uh, <laughs> special guest today from Linden Street, the newest brewer at the newest brewery, give Morgan. Him, give himself his own applause Thank right you. there. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, actually, I was plotting the fine introduction of oh. the belch. <laughs> nice. You never get that. You never get that in good radio. No, no, you don't. don't. Or in magazines. You know, all those, all you breweries (laughs) out there, you know, you you have your little print ad made up by your your graphic designer, but Mm -hmm. there's nothing personal about that. Oh, let's do something that can get in touch with our consumer. Yeah. You don't get me saying the name of your company with a belch in between it. Right. That's personal attention right there. That is personal attention. Morgan, thank you for recognizing that talent. It's a BN signature. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but you were at, uh, our listeners uh, know you as uh, mm-hmm. one of the brewers that had been at uh, North Coast for some time. And uh, now you're back down here in the Bay at Linden? I am home. I'm home at Linden. Okay. I know everybody in the, uh, in the Army's been waiting with bated breath to find out where I was going to land because I, uh, yeah. I was the hot free agent out on the market, you know, <laughs> after leaving Fort Bragg. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, Adam from Linden Street was the smart one to come through and swoop me up. Okay. And make me part of the home, because I am an Oakland kid, born and raised, and so I'm just totally excited to help build this thing from the ground up. It's a kick-ass brewery, actually. Uh, I went there, uh, well, Tasty went there, uh, a few of us went there, to check it out, because uh, Adam, who's the uh, uh, brewmaster and owner, I I suppose, at Linden Street, uh, used to throw these Friday parties down there when when they were just kind of getting rolling, just to get people to know the brewery a little bit, even though they weren't selling beer out of the facility yet. We went down there, just a cool spot in, like, industrial. Oakland um, and, and a nice brewery bought the uh, old brewery from Bison and we've had uh, Bison Brewery on here a couple times and been kind of fun to watch him get the whole thing started 
And now, uh, I guess he's doing well enough to hire a lackey. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's nice when you're doing well enough that you can drop some money on a peon. I'm (laughs) just happy to be that peon. Yeah, good for you. (laughs) So Adam's going to be on the show on Friday. Uh, Maybe he'll bring Morgan with with him. I don't know. It's possible. I would write it off as a business adventure. Right. That BART ticket out to San Francisco, you can write that off. I like it. I like the... (laughs) Plan and scheming already. Yeah. So that's what's happening on the CVS Brewcast. And um, I'm looking forward to talking to him about the brewery because uh, Adam's a nice guy. BN listener also. He's been listening since before he started the, the brewery. And uh, just a good guy. It'll be interesting to hear what it's like starting up a brewery out here. Because, you know, we hear a lot of people talking about it and not a lot of people doing it. So uh, pretty interesting. And you guys are going to start brewing at the facility here pretty soon. You know, once uh, PG&E pulls their head out of their um, behind ends, We'll be able to go, because that's really our last hang-up, is getting our meters just turned on. You know, gases to the facility, mm-hmm. everything's there, just activate. See, that's an interesting story we got to ask Adam about, because it sounds stupid, doesn't it? Sure. Like, when you move into an apartment or a house or whatever, you, you call PG&E, you give them your name, they turn on your fucking gas. It's a done deal. Um, well, there's something about, uh, I don't know if it's just breweries or new companies in general, Adam has been waiting for PG&E to uh, Pacific Gas and Electric, if you're not from the West Coast, uh, to show up and turn on their meter. Just just turn it on uh, for, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, almost a year, if not longer. Yeah. And it just seems ridiculous to me that you it can't is. get them to show up and turn on a meter. And if you do, there'll be at least four hours. Yeah. Um, so. Well, doesn't Crazy Bitch work for PG&E now? What? Did you hear that? Didn't you say that? Didn't you get a new job in the city? I don't. Why would I? What would I know about crazy bitch? You I just you said it. Let me. We were talking about it like twenty minutes ago. What? No, no, no. You and I were talking. Oh, you're hearing strange things in your head. I'm blending shit together. <laughs> it's the pollution. It's the, pollution. the, hell the pollution. Does crazy bitch work for PG and E? Tasty. Yeah, she just took a job a couple weeks ago. Oh, well, there you go. The new crazy bitch yeah. or Sasquatch? No, a new one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sasquatch. Oh. Well, she's I'll turn so... your meter on! <laughs> I mean, she's like peon there, too, so I don't know if a peon can help with another peon. She climbs in she the has window no power. at Linden Street to turn the meter on? <laughs> yeah, no, if it's a matter of somebody going over and doing it, she'll do it for you, sure. Almost there! <laughs> Yeah, new crazy bitch. No, uh, she 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 can't do anything. Yeah, she's brand new at PG, so can't help you there. But it really is strange. We'll have to find out the story from Adam and why the hell it takes so long to get your meter turned on. It's ridiculous. We should start an army, an army to take over PG and E. Yeah, we really should. So once that happens, though, that's it. I mean, then you guys can start. It's done. To, you got your liquor license, mm-hmm. everything. We got it all. We even got, yeah. you know, fermenters. We got bright tanks. We've got a whole mash done like a brewery. We're like a real brewery. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting to make beer. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that'll be fun. So Morgan's hanging out with us a bit today. So if you have any questions, you know, you can, can ask Morgan, too. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and join the Brewing Network Army if you've ever thought about donating to the BN. Now's the time. It, it really is. Right now, it's the time. Uh, you can just uh, hit the subscribe button. <laughs> I'm not desperate or anything, but right now. Yeah, right now right, is the time. Right this second. This week, right now, this is the time. We'll uh, wait. We'll take 10 seconds. 
It's just, uh, you know, it's a way to uh, help the BNL keep the programming alive. And uh, you just sign up and you then forget about it. You can sign up for 2 bucks a month all the way up to like 100 bucks a month. It uh, takes it out of your PayPal account automatically. It's really a piece of cake. Or you could do one-time donations. Or you could just buy stuff from the store. All that helps keep the BN alive and uh, free and coming to you. And we appreciate that very much. Um, before I forget, uh, Linden Street is also having a holiday bash. I almost glossed right over this. Next Saturday, December 13th, the Linden Street Holiday Bash. It's right there at the brewery in Oakland. There's going to be beer bands, barbecues, and it's all for a good cause. Funds go to the drop... The BN. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. All funds go to the BN. No, it really is a, it's a, a really good cause. It's for Drop in the Bucket. You can go to dropinthebucket.org and find out all about it. But uh, they're an all-volunteer organization that's installed over 25 clean water wells and a number of sanitation systems at schools in Uganda, Mozambique, and Tanzania. And uh, they provide children with clean, accessible water. So this is a really good fundraiser that they're doing. All proceeds are going to that. As Morgan was telling me, it's not just Linden Street beer, too. You're getting some other beer in there, too? That's what we're working on. We're working on some of the other local breweries to bring some stuff in. Drake's, Triple Rock, and maybe even some others from San Francisco. And so it's going to be a really nice beer event. Mm. Barbecue, awesome food. We're bringing in some Idel sausages, for those of you who like the fine Idel sausages. Some Hawaiian barbecue from this crazy guy that just does mad food. Wow. That should be good times. And so it's going to be a good event, you know, especially for all those people. We've been getting hammered every week about people wanting Friday nights to come back. <laughs> but Friday nights got a little out of control. So this is going to be like one concentrated Friday night on Saturday. Okay. So everyone that's bugging us about Friday nights coming back, come on Saturday, 1 to 7. It'll be a great time. All right. Uh, all you need to do is bring something to throw on the barbecue, your friends, family, and whatever you can spare for a really good cause, which, as I said, is Drop in the Bucket. You can go to dropinthebucket.org to check it out. Or uh, what's the website? Is it just, isn't it Linden Beer or Linden Brew? Or? It's lindenbeer.com. Lindenbeer.com. You can check out the Linden Street website right there. So that's next Saturday, the 13th. Um, I'm going to try to make it. I might make it for the tail end of it, Morgan. I got to record uh, some Bruce Strong that Saturday. Well, we need star power out there. Well, Tasty, <laughs> Tasty's our star power. He's the guy we send out for yeah. appearances. No, no, no. Uh, JP, we send if you if you feel that it's going to be overcrowded and you want <laughs> you want to clear it out. Yeah, oh, JP, man. show up at about six fifty nine. Yeah, We're going to need to clear them I'm, all out. I'm right the cooler. Yeah. yeah, I am the cooler. Yeah. Hey, the girls here, huh? Yeah. Where are you going? Oh God. Morgan, the chat is asking if Linden Street Brewery is bartable. Can you take the bart there? You can, right? Because it's, yeah. it's really close to Jack London Square, isn't it? It is very close to Jack London Square. In fact, if you want to make a whole event out of it, we're about six to eight blocks from the Trappist uh-huh. in downtown. So if you were to get off at the downtown Oakland bart, the one that's close uh-huh. to the Trappist, which is, I believe, like 12th, 12th and Broadway. 12th and Broadway. Yep. Um, it is probably... A mile from that. So get your hiking boots on, but it is definitely doable. And your flak jacket. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, avoid the West Oakland portion. Take, Go through Chinatown. They're peaceful people. Yeah. <laughs> Much more peaceful. Yeah. They're very zen. They're afraid like yeah. you are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, They're afraid like God. you are. 
What else do I have here? Uh, you can sign up for the American Home Brewers Association through the brewingnetwork.com. Just go to our store. You can buy yourself or a friend or a spouse or uh, even somebody you don't like. An AHA membership, the American Home Brewers Association, gets you Zymergy Mag and a bunch of discounts. And, uh, for example, if you were planning on going to the National Home Brewers Conference in June. Which you should have been planning. By the way, I think I got confirmation today about our venue for... Not today. I think I got it... Uh, I guess it was Thursday. Uh, about our venue for the fourth... For BNA4. Oh. The Brewing Network anniversary number four. I do believe I have confirmation on our venue. Which will be... <clears throat> not going to say. Oh, not even what city? Oh. oh. Oh, uh, uh No, I'm not going to say what city either. I what will about say what this. County? It's going to be... It, it'll be very easy for all of you NHC goers to go to the BNA4. It will be in the vicinity and uh, of, of the NHC, and it's going to be one hell of a party. Will it be Tuesday or Wednesday? Um, looking at Wednesday. Most likely. 80% Because NHC starts Thursday, right? Yeah, but Wednesday's, Wednesday's full of pre-conference events. I know that. There's going to be a lot of good ones. And I think there's only going to be one that you won't want to miss. <laughs> at the that's end of the... true. I will say that. Yeah. I'll get... That's my hint to you, that there will be a pre-conference event that has multiple events all in one, and that ends up being the event of the year. Sounds like uh, some sort of gangbang or something. <laughs> Very close to that. Yeah. Okay. That's when I th- when I say exciting event, JP instantly thinks gangbang. Porn. Yeah. <laughs> gangbang. Can I can I go? No. Oh. I got to save seats for people that count. Oh, I can count. One, two, four, five, well, speaking six. Speaking of seats, could we? How many could we? Uh, I'm never. We'll talk about it later. I was thinking about this thing could be really big. I mean, it's going to be pretty big. I'm going to tell you that right now. Basically, as soon as I give you all the details, you're going to want to uh, set your schedule like ASAP right then at that moment. Yeah. Uh, Bevo, can I help you with your phone or uh, you're okay? I'm turning it off. Okay. Just checking. Stop yelling at me. Can I right. help you with your phone? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to sign up for our uh, Twitter account. It's uh, twitter.com slash brewing network. You get all sorts of updates about what's happening, where we're going, what we're doing, when to get them. And uh, as I said, you can sign up for our Facebook. 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 And uh, that will get you inside information, and uh, you can become friends with other people on there and yeah. uh, see pictures. That's the only place that we have our pictures and galleries now is on our Facebook. Facebook. Uh, you can do that. And uh, JP, did you have an announcement of some yeah, sort uh, yeah. that we'll want to hear? Well... Go ahead. I don't know. I think you're an asshole. <laughs> Go ahead. Everyone please. wants to hear that. Yeah. Uh, it's true. Following in true uh, social network uh, form, ah, um, uh, it's a secret, but I was given the green light to kind of let the BN Army know about it, and some of you guys already know about it. Where we now have a customer corner. Who's we? Morebeer.com. Oh, right. Um, and it's uh, if it, so the the URL is uh, I felt like I was in Chinatown for a second. URL. <laughs> Is uh, morebeer.com yeah. backslash brewer, I think, I hope, if Chris Graham set it up properly. And you've it's really backslash set up brewer. You like that? You ever aren't, been to this site? Aren't pretty good. you the one who yells at Shat for his lackluster announcing? You want me to do it uh, like Shat? Oh, and it's going to be really great. You know, there's there's people there, and you can, like, talk to them, and yeah, it's going to be great. I'm just saying, you're kinda, you've, you've left out the same information you yell at Shad about. I think it's on this day, and it's over there. And... <laughs> it's funny when I do it to him, though. It's not funny when you do it to me. Okay. It's hurtful when you do it to me. So what it, so it is no, a, it's, it's a You can get there from morebeer.com, right? 
No, not yet. That's what oh, I'm I thought so, I saw it on there. Oh. No, it's a secret. It's a secret thing that we're just starting to oh, roll out, and we're, oh. we're rolling it out publicly um, with uh, the, oh. the Brewing Network. Okay. So you go to morebeer.com backslash brewer, uh-huh. and you sign up, and it's like MySpace, but you know without the teen porn, which is kind of disappointing. But uh, it, it's a place for you to go and like post your pictures about uh, about your brewery, talk about uh, you know beer, that kind of stuff. Make friends with other home brewers that you may not you know that you may not know. Um, so more than a forum where you—it's more just, than a forum. You get your—it's you have your own page, your own little home. Exactly, you have your own little home. You can post videos, uh, like I said, pictures of your brewery. So what we're going to do? We're going to do two contests, and we haven't even worked them out yet. This is how kind of early planning stages this thing is at. Uh-huh. Um, one is going to be a contest uh, from everybody who joins up to a certain date. It might be the end of the year, it might be the end of January. Uh, we're going to be in, entering you in a drawing to win a two hundred dollar gift certificate to More Beer. Wow, I think that's, that's a good contest. We still haven't really solidified that. And then and it's free. And it's oh yeah, it's totally free. Yeah. Just go and sign up. Um, and then maybe sometime in March or April, we're going to do uh, we're going to have a contest where it's the best beer information page so you have the most pictures of your setup and the most pictures of your beer and your friends brewing and all this kind of stuff the best page mm-hmm. will have uh, will win uh, a be- more beer brew sculpture what Dude, yeah really yeah is this official or you're you know are, are you speculating it's it, we well like i said we haven't fe- it might be, it'll be either a conical or a brew system or brew sculpture excuse me tm all rights reserved <laughs> Uh, Olin really wants to give away the Bruce sculpture. Okay. So uh, so go there, check it out, at least sign up. We'll, we will announce what's going to happen as soon as we know about it, but this is a way for you guys just to kind of get in there, help us beta test it. You know, what do you like? What don't you like about it? Um, start talking to people. You know, we want to try to build a community that's separate from a forum where you can see pictures of people and see pictures of their setups and all this kind of nonsense. Okay. Yeah. All right. Morebeer.com slash brewer. Go check it out. Yeah. It's top secret. It's top secret for now, but soon you could be entered to win a gift certificate, a conical, or a brew sculpture, or all three maybe. You never know. Okay. Bevo, are you going to become a member of uh, the More Beer social network? You no. better. No. No. <laughs> she won't. Do you know that if you Google Jason Petros, your picture comes up? Really? Oh, gee. If you Google something, you get a result? Yeah. Wow. JP didn't know. He doesn't Google his own name every day. He's never done that before, and he didn't do it today, earlier this afternoon. He <laughs> promises. That's a nice nice picture of me, too. All right. That was for Bill Brand's call. You can send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can send show ideas to Chad, C-H-A-D, Chad, at thebrewingnetwork.com. He does all the booking, uh, even when he's not here, even when he's in Jamaica, man. Even when he has a black caddy in Jamaica. (laughs) Why would he have that? That's why he's like, it's great, man. You go to the links, you get a caddy, they roll one for you, and 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 there you go. And I'm like, do you seriously make a black guy carry your club? It's Jamaica. All right, man. Whatever. There's no other guys there. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I'm gonna have my cousin do it. <laughs> it's true. He has no cousin there. Oh my god! You've got mail. Kick ass. I'll give him cousin. A little bit of feedback for you today. This I thought was interesting. This was posted in our forum as well as sent to me. Apparently, along with one of our uh, a shipment of merchandise that went out either this week or last week. Uh, JP, you're going to want to uh, pay I'm attention. Listening. Uh, a, a, a listener got a handful of uh, pubes along with his <laughs> uh, Brewing Network shipment of whatever it was. Uh, I don't know if it, what he ordered, but it's that being personal touch coming through again. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, a little he, too much touching. He posted pictures of seriously him too in the forum. <laughs> if you go to the off-topic thread in the forum, you'll see a no. thread. I think it's called "Thanks and Pubes." That's right, pubes. <laughs> <laughs> Here, well, let me. I'm read. going there now. Let well, me read. Were one of the Schumans trimming over the boxes, or what? Here's what he said. Uh, the Brewing Network, infecting your household one pube at a time. <laughs> pubes, that's right, pubes. If I may steal from some of the classic ads in the BN. Today began as a joyous day where my mother was here uh, after after being in Africa for a year. Uh, the, it's a normal day. Yeah. Uh, the twins happily playing with their grandmother, and I'm enjoying a cup of coffee while my wife runs a few errands. When in through the door, she bursts and says, Get this the hell out of my hands! It's disgusting! I know where it came from, and I don't want to touch it! And then she says, Ew, ew, gag, gag. So being the good husband I am, I rush over to save my wife from whatever the hell it was she was upset over. Turns out it was a package, a gift for me, from my wife that she had ordered from, you guessed it, the BN. My wife had listened to the show a few times with me, last, laughing and being disgusted by some of the things that go on. We've listened to archive episodes while traveling, so she knows the condition of the Rat Pad. The package was supposed to be a gift for Christmas, but I recognized Justin's name on it and began to get all giddy. After noticing it was from the BN, I saw it was troubling my wife. Pubes. And then there's a picture in the forum. It should be under off-topic. Are you in the off-topic thread? And it should say thanks, pubes, that's right, pubes. It's not there. Try general beer related. Uh, I thought it was off topic stuff. I thought I looked there just before. Let me double check for you. Anyhow, there you can see in the picture as soon as we find it um, that there is a, a whole little wad of uh, what appears to be uh, <laughs> a black um, pubic hair. He says... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know which brewcaster these originated from, but I will lose sleep tonight in fear that it may have originated from uh, Shat's ass or JP's nether regions. No, I don't uh, let him get that long. You thank know you, I mean. the Brewing Network, for sharing whatever little part of you this is. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Really, you can't find it under... Maybe it got deleted. No, it's not that. I just looked at it earlier today. Um, well, yeah, we need to examine that picture. Uh, there's, there's a fine line between uh, black pubes and uh, JP's uh, beard. It could be the very same thing. Yeah. Oh, it's not, yeah, I found it. Where is it? Does it under? look more like a beer? Under general beer related. Okay, general beer related, and then it's called. Let's see. Thanks and pubes. That's right, pubes. There it is. And then, so you see the photograph there. <laughs> Those are some wispy pubes, man. <laughs> How did? And it's like a whole wad of them. It's like somebody actually reached down and 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 Ow. pulled out Wait a, a little handful and and taped them to the package. It looks like it could just be fuzz. It's you know it's probably dog hair. It's walkers. It's my new. Oh. It's my newly inherited Labrador's. <laughs> my it's my newly inherited Black Lab's hair. Yes. And by the way, I'm starting to smell it right now. My dog, my newly inherited dog, has the worst gas of any being that has ever lived on the planet. Ugh. I had I every night when I go to sleep now, I actually have to light scented candles just so I'm not woken up by the offense. You know, that that's what I use as, as an excuse too, just to go to bed bath and beyond and buy scented candles. This is my cat smell. 
And he sits right. He, he's right by me now. He sits underneath me at, at the desk right. now. You good? And he just <laughs> and just all day long. I gotta go out and get some Beano for this month. <laughs> how come? How come? Uh, how come you have him now? My my dog. Yeah, Walker. Because my dad died, dude. <laughs> but why didn't your mom? Just an asshole. Why didn't your mom have him? Like your mom had him. Because California sucks. That's why. Oh. Can we just leave it at that? No. Uh, no, because we can't... Uh, all right. Well, fuck you, JP. Uh, because we can't afford Look. a place that my mom can take two dogs. Okay. California's kind of crappy, and so we put her in... T- all right, because I stuck my mom in a crappy one-bedroom yeah. closet in right. uh, in Richmond, okay? Hey, you're a grown man. You could have said no. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she can only. We can only talk them into letting her take one of her dogs. Mm. Uh, we. She came here with three. We killed one. Uh, she <laughs> took the other. I uh, kept one. All right. That's the short of it. All right. You know, Jesus. <laughs> so that's so. I now have Walker, who's a great dog. Don't cry about except it. Except that he apparently leaves his uh, pubes all over packages and um, farts. Isn't yeah. that where pa- pubes goes on packages? <laughs> well, he puts them on other people's packages. <laughs> okay. he wants to share the wealth. <laughs> He said package. Here, have a Coke. All right, what else do I have here? Uh, hey, I've been listening to the show for about a year now. I rarely get to listen to Sunday nights. Uh, that's what the archives are for. Uh, I've learned so much listening to the Sunday session, Jamil show, Bruce Strong, and every interview that you've done over the years. Well, this weekend I entered my first homebrewing competition oh. after four years of brewing. Yeah. The New England Fall Regional Homebrew Competition in... Um, I think Deerfield, Mass. Uh-oh. I ended up taking two first prizes, a second, and best of show. Yeah! Congratulations. Good work. I have to thank Jamil. The best of show was a foreign export stout. He says, I have to thank Jamil because I brewed that beer based on his Imperial Stout podcast. It came a little under efficiency and was uh, subjected to two years of aging. After a long aging, I realized the beer was definitely more of a foreign extra. So in a weird sort of way, without Jamil, I probably wouldn't have won this award in my very first competition. Thanks to everyone at the BN for doing work every week. It's definitely made me a better brewer. Uh, That's from Tom in Stores, Connecticut. Go UConn. Um, you know, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. A PS to girlfriend rocked the BN Army shirt at the competition, which is good because I forgot to put you guys down as my club, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Chipper. I want someone to call or to, to write in and say, and you know, I entered my first competition with Jamil's recipe, and you guys really helped, and I took this, you know, all your advice, and I fucking lost, <laughs> and I got the worst comments I, I ever yeah, got. I shit the beer bed. Yeah. I want someone to say that because I think it'd be funnier than you know, because Tacey's already ready to to applaud halfway through the thing. He's like, all right, this guy. <laughs> This guy had to have won some shit, right? That's why he's talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. And last thing. Let's see. The BN took two-thirds and a first at the 2008 Land of the Muddy Water homebrew competition. Uh, Fred Meisner entered as the BN Army. Meisner. Uh, Looks like he got a... third for his Doppelbach. James Clark, also under the BN Army, um, got a third for his American Stout. And James Clark, BN Army, Ah. got a first... For his methaglin. There you go, right. James. Yes. Show the rest of those guys how it's done. Very nice. And, uh, all right, that's it for feedback today. Feedback today is brought to you by JP's Beard. Oh. Bringing joy and happiness to the masses every day. <laughs> JP's Beard. Yeah. Confusing women at desks for years. <laughs> is this a pube? <laughs> well, I mean, it could be your beard hair all over that package. It does. Exactly your beard hair. Just about to say. It's so puby. Very, it's very puby and similar to Walker's hair. Yeah. Well, I was showing it off at the bar the other night. I was like, oh, look what came out of my face. It was just this curly thing. It's awful. Okay. Huh. No one was impressed. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh.
All right. We're going to take a quick break. Keith Lemke from the Siebel Institute of Technology and World Brewing Academy is on the show with us in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Bevo's got you uh, got your back in the chat room if you got any questions. It's uh, hit the chat now button right there on the homepage. Bevo's got back. <laughs> you can call 888-401-BEER. And that's how you can get your questions through. How are we doing, Bevo? All right? I hate you. Okay. I'm, I'd like to get through one show without thinking... Why do I do this? We'll be right back. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. And the new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew sand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess, the The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the More Beer Deal of the Day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. Did you know that every day a brewcaster goes to bed hungry? Did you know that that brewcaster is silently calling for the help of people just like you? Do you know that every day the unicorn and the rainbow have to blow sailors for loose change? For less than the cost of a half-calf, quad-shot, venti, extra-hot, soy milk, triple-pump, hazel, low-fat foam, double-cupped macchiato a day, you can help starving adults in Pacheco. Your love can be felt for as little as 7 cents a day. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate to sign up today for as little as $2 a month. Private first class in the BN Army. Buy your way up the ranks as corporal, sergeant, ranger, or colonel with an easy-to-do monthly donation that keeps brewcasters alive and your favorite internet radio station broadcasting. No donation is too small to help those in need. Can't you find it in your heart to share your love with a brewcaster? In return, you will enjoy the wealth of knowledge that comes with every episode of the session. The Jamil Show and Yes even that other show. Thank you for listening, and please sign up for your donation at thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate today. Attention homebrew shop owners at Fermentap. They know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless-domed false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper wort chillers are the best on the market, designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion chillers. They actually invented the equipment to make these chillers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients, including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeasts, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all-grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, 
carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at fermentap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. Fermentap, better beer through innovation. What's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to style. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer, The The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. All right. Welcome back to the program. It's the session. We're about to talk to Keith Lemke from uh, the Siebel Institute of Technology and World Brewing Academy. This may be tricky getting him on the line. I may have done it right or not. Uh-oh. We'll, we'll find out. First, quick update. Uh, I didn't catch this question before the break. Someone had to ask for a biscuit update because my dog, the biscuit, not dog talk today. Uh, the biscuit was <laughs> had, had been sick and I uh, wanted to know how she's doing. She's fine again. She appears to be fine, I think. But she's yeah. still very dizzy from that whatever happened to her a little while back. I took her and the new dog out to play a little fetch, and she fell over like every ten steps. That's probably a good thing to do to a dizzy dog. <laughs> well, she, Here, run real fast. She had seemed to be doing so much better around the house, but I think it's because she knows the house so well. So yeah. We yeah. took her out to this field, and, and there was a big, uh, like a big gooey pond near the field. She fell into it, and uh, she, <laughs> she fell on her head a bunch of times. <laughs> Uh, so she's, she, you know, she's fine. She's just, a little, yeah, that's sad. Just a <laughs> funny. It is sad and funny at the same time. <laughs> laughing and crying at the the poor retard. <clears throat> She'll be fine. She's all right. On yeah. uh, dog talk. She's going downhill fast. All right. Like <laughs> yeah. I said, I may or may not have Keith here. Let's see if I did it right. Keith, are you with us? I, I'm totally with you. Oh, good. unbelievable! I did see how you did it. You see how smooth things go when Chad's not here. <laughs> yeah, when you don't have Chad, the producer. Chad, yeah. I should just have him book people like he did with Keith, and then get the hell out of the way, and then go to Jamaica, and then go to Jamaica. Yeah, I must say I've been listening to the show so far. Uh, like a first time listener, first time caller, and uh, you uh-huh. people are all disturbed. Uh, just- <laughs> Yeah. Dramatically disturbed. Yeah. See, we try to encourage people not to listen before their interview, because then you just... <laughs> you, you know. That didn't work in this case. Damn it. <laughs> oh, well. Well, our goose is cooked. You know how the rest of the interview is going to go, Keith. Uh, we're just going to ask you disturbing questions now. Life is good. <laughs> now, Keith is the vice president uh, of the Siebel Institute of Technology and World Brewing Academy. For the rest of the show, I might just stick with Siebel, because uh, that's sure. it's a long title. Um, and you can go check out Siebel on the web, of course. I believe, is it uh, Siebel.com? www.siebelinstitute.com. There you go, siebelinstitute.com. And a good friend of the show, just in case uh, anybody hasn't heard of Siebel, I know if you've listened to the program uh, for any length of time, you've heard of Siebel. We've definitely talked about it before. But good friend of the program, Chris Graham, actually instructs a course with you guys once a year out there, right? 
Absolutely. In Durango, Colorado, um, I see JP on a regular basis as well at uh, the Craft Brewers Conferences. Um, in fact, uh, JP owes me uh, 40 bucks. Uh, oh. The last Craft Brewers Conference, uh, he bolted as we were having a beer, said he was going to pick up the check, said he was going to the washroom, basically left the bar. I'm sitting there for like five oh, yeah. minutes fooling my heel. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, you be- that, you be better be wearing your Siebel hat next time I see you, dude, because otherwise it's a bitch flapping <laughs> like you can't believe. Jipper! <laughs> Indeed, Durango, Colorado, uh, we do the advanced home brewing con- uh, uh, course there, and that's going on. I think it's coming up to the fifth year. And uh, really, if it weren't for uh, beer, beer, and more beer, um, it, it certainly wouldn't be what it is. They come out every year with an amalgam of different brewing systems and uh, equipment and, and allow people to, to put the stuff through the paces. And for a lot of people uh, graduating from extract brewing and from more simple forms of brewing, kit brewing, uh, it's a real eye-opener what the uh, the beer, beer, and more, more beer systems can do. So they're, they're a real key partner for us in the advanced home brewing course. Good guys. They're always supporting uh, you know just home brewing and brewing advancement in general. So that was, uh, Keith, the first time I ever heard of you was from Chris on this program. And then, of course, I've met you guys at a few of the events, too. I've never stood you up uh, for a check like uh, JP. Well, but, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those, like, you, you put time into it, and you know it's not going anywhere, so you, just, you, you cut 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 the line and bail. <laughs> you know, I had shit to do. I <laughs> like JP's philosophy. Hang out with these guys and hit the road when you're ready. You know, that's how I roll, dude. Yeah. Absolutely. It certainly cuts down on the expenses that uh, more more beer has to bear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe J- it's uh, it's JP's behavior that allows more beer to sponsor so many different events. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they're always yeah. saving a buck with old JP around. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> All right, so tell us, uh, I, I want to know uh, a little bit about the school and the history, but, but first, you know, of course I've said that you're the vice president, but what does that mean when you're the VP of Siebel? What do you do, Keith? Yeah, my days is uh, not spent teaching. I do a lot of consulting with people who are intending on coming into courses. And it it starts with me uh, basically doing all the marketing and advertising for Siebel Institute. And uh, the World Brewing Academy is actually the partnership of Siebel Institute in Chicago and Doman's Academy, which is uh, the second oldest brewing school in Munich, Germany. And so I do all the marketing and basically put out there what our courses entail. But, of course, I get an awful lot of questions from people who want to come into the brewing industry or people already established in the brewing industry who want to expand in their career. Uh, A lot of my day, actually, I can spend about four to six hours per day answering emails from prospective students wanting to build a a study track. Um, And and in a lot of cases, there are people who have little experience, either basic home brewing or no home brewing whatsoever, and just love beer. And they want to establish a career in the brewing industry in some fashion. So I answer their emails and phone calls and uh, as well deal with them when they come into the school just to make sure that um, they know how our courses work. Uh, I do a lot of student handling when they come in so that uh, as, as the students come in on day one through, you know, let's say for the first week of our longer courses, uh, there's a lot of interpretation of the content, uh, a lot of uh, talking them into calming down because of the speed and the depth of our presentations. Uh, most of our, our courses are fairly fast-paced, and uh, they're fairly in-depth. Yeah. Um, helping students uh, prepare for exams, 
Uh, and then after they get out of school, uh, assisting them in uh, finding jobs within the brewing industry by connecting them with potential jobs. Okay. Uh, I also work with our instructors coming in, uh, making sure that uh, we have instructors standing in front of the class. Otherwise, it simply doesn't make for an appropriate educational dynamic. Somebody actually has to talk to the students, so I do all the scheduling, <laughs> yeah. and uh, make sure that the student feedback is uh, picked up. We actually interview the students where we put out, let's say, a survey every week, asking students to give us feedback, and, and we actually change the courses as we get student feedback, because this is a dynamic industry in a dynamic market, and the industry sort of refeed a lot of different levels of the industry, from the craft brewing sector all the way up to the largest breweries, so we need to hear the feedback from the students themselves as to how they feel that the courses apply to where they want to go in their careers. Okay. So I have a hard time, I mean, based on that description, and, and from other things that I know about Siebel, I have a hard time figuring out if you guys are a huge school and these classrooms are full of 200 people uh, trying to get into the brewing world, or there's 10 people in the room. I I, I can't tell uh, the size of you guys. We consist of, at this point, a classroom that fits up to about 40 people, and 40 is where we would max out. Um, Before we moved from our um, Peterson and Pulaski facility uh, approximately six years ago, we actually had two operational classrooms, and that allowed us to schedule concurrent classes. Well, now our classes actually go one after the other. And at one time, if you went into the previous campus um, in, in the north side of Chicago, you would have seen at one point, if all the classes were filled, maybe about 70 to 90 people okay. in the school at one time. And at that time as well, this was up until 2002, we had an integrated facility in which we had education, laboratory services, yeast production, laboratory media production, and uh, consulting all under one roof. Okay. In 2002, we actually closed that facility down simply because it, it just became too big for us. It was built in the 1950s uh, on purpose. Uh, as a crossroads from the brewing industry throughout the world. Um, most people don't really know the history of Siebel Institute, and Siebel, throughout brewing history, has a pretty important role. At one time, especially uh, throughout the 1950s through, uh, let's say, the late 1970s, Siebel was very much a crossroads for brewing industry education, but also research. And he had people coming from all over the world uh, to take courses, but also to talk and share information about contemporary brewing practice and science. Well, that kind of changed over the years. Uh, you may or may not know that by the uh, 1970s, there were less than 100 operating breweries in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, with consolidation and brand movement and closure, there were fewer and fewer breweries. So really, there wasn't that much in the way of people coming together on such a basis from these, let's say, thousands of breweries uh, throughout the Americas. Well, we found the building was was just too large for us, so what we did was we moved our laboratory uh, to northern Chicago. We did our yeast uh, services up to Montreal, Canada, and our educational facility moved into the classroom at Goose Island Brewing Company in the early part of 2003. And Goose Island Brewing Company is uh, a brew pub located at Peterson or at uh, Northern Clyburn mm-hmm. in Chicago, and we were teaching there for uh, from that that classroom for about five years uh, until. Until uh, this year, where we moved across the street from Goose Island in our own dedicated facility. So now we have our individual classroom, again, holding up to about 40 people. We have uh, uh, 
an area called the Beer Stube, which is a carryover from the previous campuses. The Beer Stube is the student recreation area in which we've got a bar, we've got draft beer service, uh, bottled beer service. It's the place that the students kind of hang around after school, discuss the nature of what they've learned that day, uh, maybe bullshit a bit about what sports are going on in Chicago, and kind of tee up where they're going to go to uh, for the evening sessions of study and organoleptic analysis of beer. You had me at we've got a bar yeah. and bullshit. <laughs> sounds like it's, sounds it's like a pretty cool facility, actually. <clears throat> sounds like the Seven Eleven by my high school. <laughs> does anybody have a bar uh, at the Seven <laughs> Eleven? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does anybody notice a resemblance between Keith and the uh, R- Rob Serling from the Twilight Zone? <laughs> You've entered a mine. <laughs> yeah. yes. Dimension of sight and foam. He does have that. He's got that same uh, kind of delivery there. Maybe they, they're both from Chicago or something. It's kind of the same thing. When I hear now, when I hear the uh, Siebel Institute of Technology, um, I, I you think of like clerical work. Well, I uh, no. yeah. Well, I automatically think that you uh, you're not a brewing school. Is there something else that you guys teach there, or is it just a brewing school? Not at this time, my friend. Okay. Uh, we are uh, now brewing um, from our inception in the late 1800s. We became Siebel Institute in 1872 for a period before that. We were called the Zymotechnic Institute. Uh, but from 1872 until uh, 1919, we were Siebel Institute of Technology, strictly a brewing school. But from 1919, this stupid and inconvenient thing called Prohibition came around. Right. And the school had to stop teaching beer. So for a period of time, from 1919 to 1932, we actually taught baking. Siebel really? Institute was uh, a, a baking school. Interesting. And if you if you go across uh, to Goose Island, where a lab, uh, library is in residence, uh-huh. um, there are a couple of books um, that are the Siebel Institute books on baking. And up until the 1940s and 50s, those, were, those books on baking were still considered contemporary digests of uh, baking research and technology. Wow. Well, by 1933, kind of the writing was on the wall uh, that prohibition was coming to an end, 75th anniversary this past Friday. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when Siebel Institute kind of knew that this was going to happen, they started the classes up again in 1932. So since 1932, we've been strictly about brewing. Okay. It, it, it is indeed uh, an unfortunate moniker just to have, like, Siebel Institute of Technology. It yeah. would be great if it were Siebel Institute of Brewing Technology. Sure. Because I've actually had arguments with people at bars that I, I tell them I'm working for a brewing school, and they don't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> and the logo never used to say anything about brewing, so now I put on my business cards America's oldest brewing school, just to even give them some sort of support that such a thing could actually exist outside of Homer Simpson's dream. <laughs> exactly. Well, because it, it is somewhat deceiving. You, it, it, it all, it just. I suppose it sounds like brewing school is a branch of what you do instead of exactly what you do. It, it is, in fact, right now the only thing we do. Okay. And um, the history of the school is as such that if you look at um, zymotechnology or biotechnology in Wikipedia, you will actually see uh, uh, John Ewald Siebel and his brother Emil Siebel listed as pioneers 
enzymo technology, and literally they were. When John Siebel came to um, Illinois, he, he worked as a refrigerative technician and engineer for the city of Chicago, but decided he'd establish the first brewing industry laboratory here. And at the time, it's Zymo Technology. Well, Zymo Technology is basically fermentation science morphed into the more common term biotechnology. And it's just, you know, through the research I've done about what's, what's going on with the Siebel Institute, that this school actually played a pretty strong role in uh, taking, let's say, the work of Pasteur and putting it forward uh, for brewing industry applications because Pasteur actually did a lot of his original experiments on fermentation and what we now refer to as pasteurization using brewing yeast. And Siebel Institute of Technology dealt in the technology of fermentation science. Okay. See, I think Siebel is over my head based off none of this description. <laughs> and this is why we have you here, Keith, because yeah. I think that there's guys like me who go, wow, uh, that's a lot of science and technology. Uh, I don't know I can I could have a, a career in, in, or at least I don't know if I could have proper brewing education. And then there's guys, of course, who that's all they want to know about is the science and everything behind it. So um, maybe after the break, I do have to take a short break here, uh, we can start talking about um, you know what kind of classes you offer and, and, and for what kind of people um, so that Siebel doesn't sound so intense intimidating to fools like me. Um, But maybe before that, how did you get involved with with Siebel? Well, uh, let's see. Back in 2000, I had been homebrewing for... I guess about six years, and I decided, I'm, I'm from Vancouver, B.C., and I decided um, I wanted to get out of my previous career, which was in the photographic industry, and into something that I didn't hate going <laughs> to work every day. Good idea. And uh, I thought opening up a brew pub or microbrewery would be a cool thing. So in early 2000, I went and volunteered and did one day a week at the Mighty Mighty R&B Brewing Company in Vancouver, B.C., and uh, from hanging around there and reading the textbook that the uh, brewer uh, Rick DeLow, uh, uh allowed me to take away, I wrote what's called a foundation certificate exam from the Institute of Brewing and Distilling. And I kind of figured, you know, this is, this is just a cool gig that you can actually study brewing, and you can do it better, and you can maybe build a career. So yeah. that fall, I decided I was going to come to Siebel. And uh, in fall of two, uh, 2000, September 2000, uh, I came into the Siebel course, but I knew some of the people here. I'd taken a previous course in draft technology, and I knew some people, and I said, I'm coming to Chicago, and I want to take the diploma course. And one of the guys was director of education here, and he asked if I could assist in um, designing web-based training, because he knew some of my background, and basically I'm a communications geek. I'm a multi-platform geek. And uh, I said, yeah, not a problem. So I came into Chicago, started working on web-based training, and started working on marketing. And I was in the course for a few weeks when the president of the school uh, asked me if I would work on a contract basis part-time after the class was finished. And, of course, being stupid as I am, not recognizing how am I going to work part-time from Vancouver, am I going to commute <laughs> to Chicago like two days a week? That's right. a long drive. Yeah. Of, course you, of course you immediately accept, because when, like, America's oldest brewer asks a homebrew geek, uh, would you like to work for us? Uh, I, I say absolutely. Of course. And, uh, and so from there, basically, I came in on a contract basis, and by the beginning of the following year, I was on a full-time contract basis, and that sort of morphed into me working with the school Again, helping build web-based training programs and just uh, building programs uh, that address the contemporary needs of the brewing industry, both in the United States and, and the um, international industry as well. So did you, uh, 
Did you solve your problem with I hate going to work every day? Um, oh, absolutely. Uh, there, there's no better gig than being in the brewing industry. I know a lot of people who have left other jobs to get into brewing. I know very few who have ever left brewing to get into a different job. Yeah, <laughs> really. The, it goes the it, other it way. It don't get much better than this, that's for sure. It is interesting, though, that you, you know, when you first thought about the job that you'd like to do, it was actually being the brewer, brewing the beer, having the place. Uh, but you actually uh, stumbled upon a way to do both of the things you seem to love, which is be in the beer industry, and you get to still be a communications geek. Oh, absolutely, and, and uh, that, that really assisted me. You, you know, almost no matter what you do, with few exceptions, um, it, so, many, so many different things lead into practical aspects of brewing. And uh, if, if your background is in communications, if you have a degree in communications, that's a great thing for a brewer. If you know how to, how to get people's email addresses and how to build um, mailing lists and, and how to work with the media, that's a big thing. If you've got a background in accounting and any sort of management, um, there are a lot of different, different things that apply to brewing, especially craft brewing. When you get up to the larger scale of brewing, like the Coors, Miller's, Anheuser Bushes, they tend to need people with more applied talents. But you know, I know so many people who have come through these courses over the last eight years from divergent backgrounds, and after they go through the courses, they go on to build great careers, having never done it before. Amazing. See, yeah. got to be creative with it. You do have to be. Creative. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have a communications degree, and I thought I was fucked, yeah. and I've, I'm still, f- you know, trying to convince myself that I'm not. With a minor in women's studies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was gender studies. Oh, gender studies. Which is different than just women's studies. <laughs> yeah. I would much rather it been, yeah. been just women's Women studies. Women's studies is more manlier. <laughs> gender studies is kind of like, eh, whatever. Wait, you really have a, a minor in gender studies? I forget exactly what my degree says. It, no, it's part of my, it's my major. It's uh, It says uh, speech, communication, and... It's something the effect of speech communication and gender studies research. <laughs> and gender creepiness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, because, you know, here's what happens. I'm turning my microphone off. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and this is, you know, when I found out that Keith is, is, is sort of the guy who helps uh, instruct people's careers, these students, to, to help them plan their careers, uh, I didn't have a person to help me do that in university until I was close to graduating. It was, uh, I don't know, uh, middle of my junior year or something. I finally uh, got to a, a, a real counselor, and she happened to be my gender studies professor, right. and I happened to be... It's uh, always a woman who teaches gender studies, too. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, well, and I happened Attention to be her horse. best student, so she kept <laughs> guiding me to take yeah. more uh, gender studies classes, and before I knew it, I didn't even know what my degree was until it showed up in the mail, <laughs> and it's, you know, I, I didn't go to my graduation ceremony, I went out and party instead. Uh, they hand you, uh, I get my diploma in the mail, and it says, a bunch of garbage about gender studies and so apparently i'm an expert oh <laughs> fantastic yeah. well, that's good yeah which is you know jp it's really why i'm able to tolerate you so well because you, you you understand the because you're gender, an anomaly and he's just studying yeah. you you're all the time co- <laughs> <laughs> you're gender Wait, confused and he's gender <laughs> seven yeah. i consider you and uh, my relationship with you as uh, in here in the bn ongoing research <laughs> for my <laughs> Master's program. Employing me as a write-off? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right, Keith, if you can hang in there for just a couple minutes, I want to take a break and uh, cool. pay some sponsors and then um, come on back and talk about how one gets started uh, with brewing education and, and a brewing career. Sounds um, great. Before we do that, listeners always want to know what our guests are drinking. Do you have a beer in your hand? 
I have a Wittekirk, uh, let's see, a Belgian wood beer, product of Belgian, authentic Belgian wheat beer. And it's uh, coming off just absolutely beautifully. It's uh, it's actually a leftover from our Master of Beer Styles a couple of weeks ago with Ray Daniels and Randy Mosier. Oh, nice. It's, it's, it's lovely because in Chicago you can only buy a lot of beer in six packs. They won't let you buy individual beers. So if it's a small class, you always have great beer leftover. That is Gotta good. love it. Tasty, what are you drinking over there? Uh, I'm drinking... Uh... Tasty's American Brown Ale. <laughs> Tasty just brings his own beer. You know, it's kind of like Jim Cook. He only drinks Sam Adams. You know, no matter, no matter when you talk to him, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a mighty fine Sam Adams Boston Lager. All right, quick break. i got to get some air. My dog is gassing me out of this corner that I'm in. My uh, dogs. When we come back, yeah, Keith Lemke from Siebel's on the line with us. We're going to talk about how to build yourself a brewing career. Stick with us. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. What have you gotten out of a vial of White Labs yeast? WLP 001 Cal Ale, baby! 23 Burton Ale. 008 East Coast Ale! Cal Common, WLP 810. It's going to be WLP 400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew your own clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. What's good for the earth, good for your body, and great for your brew? Organic ingredients. This holiday season, the Organic Ingredient Experts Seven Bridges Co-op in awesome Santa Cruz, California, offers you the gift that keeps on giving to our planet. Sustainable, fair-wage ingredients to make the best organic homebrew you've ever had. There's a growing demand for organic products, and your choice to brew with them supports organic farmers worldwide. Brew organic, and you'll brew excellent beer that is free from chemical residues and genetically modified organisms, and you'll help contribute to a better world. If you're looking for organic ingredients, Seven Bridges offers a huge selection of USDA-certified kits and raw ingredients from 8 ounces to 50-pound sacks of grain, whole and pellet hops, and all the equipment you need. Seven Bridges, the organic homebrew experts since 1997. Visit www.breworganic.com. Mix me your 100-grain amber <laughs> recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. Hi. 
City Lights. Yeah. How you doing tonight? JP's uh, actually serenading, serenading Bevo. Yeah. That was ugly. Oh, man. <laughs> that was terrible. With those pants on she's got, it's kind of hard not to. <laughs> he was just complimenting me on my pants. Yeah. He's enjoying yeah. them a lot. Makes your butt yeah. look real big. Ah. Oh. Welcome back to the program. We got Keith you. from Siebel uh, on the line with us. Keith, you still there? I think that is a compliment. I'm yeah. still here. All right, fantastic. I'm getting lots of questions through from the chat room for you, so I'm getting those ready. We'll have to uh, ask you near the end of our interview. Eight 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 four zero one beer. If anyone wants to call in and ask uh, Keith themselves, or as you're doing already, just join Bevo in the chat room by hitting the chat now button. You can pass your questions along that way, and uh, we'll get it done. JP, you catching a little? Uh, yeah, Walker just came over here and kind of sniffed me and sniffed taste and beefed and went away. I'm telling you, man, that dog's got something wrong with him. i got to figure it out. Oh, man. All right. So, Keith, uh, here's what we want to get to and get to the heart of this. How does one, uh, you know, plan a career in brewing through formal education? Uh, well, it's not actually just through formal education. Um, you know, I, I get guys, again, who are coming in saying, uh, I, I really love craft beer. I've never made beer before. And uh, they, they want to come in and get into even one of our entry-level courses or one of our more advanced-level courses thinking it's just something they want to jump into because they love beer. Now, yeah. that's laudable, but it doesn't really have a lot of reality behind it. If you want to get into craft brewing, um, most of the people who are the best craft brewers at this point um, have come from homebrew backgrounds. Yeah. And I, I tell people the, the best way to start is actually to pick up a, a book or two on home brewing. One of the first places I direct people to is uh, John Palmer's site, How to Brew, uh-huh. because you can go uh, through that entire first edition of the book online and get to know, you know, not on an intimate level, but on a, a basic level, how beer is brewed. And then after you've done that, I suggest what you want to do is you want to pick up a second homebrew book, because you want to see it from at least a couple of different angles. But when I tell people to look at brewing from the homebrew side, it's just to set up a foundation of knowledge and understanding, sure. especially, especially about things like enzymatics, you know, what's happening in mashing, uh, what fermentation is on a basic level, how you go about uh, reusing yeast if you want to reuse yeast, and get people in the initial terminology of brewing. And really, that comes from home brewing and just reading a couple of books. And at that point... You don't even need to actually have brewed to come into something like our um, executive overview course, which is a, a strictly web-based course, uh, or the uh, concise course. And the concise course is available either as a two-week campus-based course or a three-month-long web-based course. Okay. And okay. with either of those two courses, you don't need to know anything about home brewing, but it certainly benefits you if you know the basics of how beer becomes beer and how the hand of man actually takes grains, malts them, turns them into something that you can use to produce beer, the purpose of hops, the purpose of fermentation. And it just makes it, makes it so if you do come into one of our courses, you actually get a lot more out of it rather than seeing it for the first time. Well, that's an excellent point. I guess you don't want to just jump in there uh, without any knowledge. You, you did well, mention a, that you would, you know, how to brew, of course, and then, and then a second book. Um, is there a book or two that you would mention and recommend to people as a, as a great uh, other resource? Oh, you bet. I mean, you kind of have to ramp up from there. You get a bedrock of understanding of of brewing from 
um, something like John Palmer's book or, or Charlie Bazin's Dave Miller's. Um, yeah. And if you want to go up from there, you, you kind of now begin to specialize. And in certain cases, you start looking at more professional-level textbooks. Uh, one that's a great intermediary is Designing Great Beer from Ray Daniels. Yeah. Uh, that Ray, Ray's book assumes you already know something about brewing by the time you get into it and takes you to a level where now you're making more conscious decisions about uh, the techniques and technologies and raw materials you're using in the production of beer. Okay. And that's, that's a nice step up. It isn't necessarily something that goes into commercial brewing, but it's certainly very applicable in commercial brewing. Sure. Uh, designing great beers is applicable to home brewing as it is for commercial brewing, and especially if you're going to be a commercial brewer that wants to di- brew a diversity of different beers. And when you look at things like designing great beers and all the books on beer styles, they're terrific, but they don't really prepare you that much for entering in the craft brewing sector. Because if you want to be, let's say, coming into um, a, a brew pub or microbrewery as an assistant brewer, chances are you're going to be doing things like turning handles on valves. You're going to be monitoring keg filling and cleaning. You're going to be doing everything but making conscious decisions about the recipes that are being used. You're not going to be choosing the raw materials. As you come into a brewery, as an assistant brewer, you're going to be training under a head brewer. And the most important thing that that head brewer needs to rely on with you as the assistant brewer is that you know how to stay safe, you know how to take instructions, you know how to follow a recipe and to monitor the brewing process to assist in making sure that the beer that you are producing comes out exactly as the brewer had intended it. Okay. And to do that, it's it's a different strata of studying. do you, do you see that that you know they're they're kind of different worlds and home brewing level you and I as home brewers love to be able to create a different beer every time uh, love to be able to shop through a bunch of different recipes but in the real world of world of commercial brewers their greatest concern is to make sure that the recipes they're producing ninety percent of which are probably ones they've produced before are exactly as the customers are anticipating them and to make sure that the processes and raw materials involved in it are dialed in and and created in such a fashion that it results in that perfect beer every time. So in so, your courses then if if you're talking about that level of understanding uh, rather than instructing, you know, how to design our own beers and things like that. Um you know, it, it, my first thought is, okay, that's something that you get on the job. That's something you get as an intern. You have to learn how to turn their handles and their pumps. Is this some hands-on instruction that Siebel offers in their courses that people are getting? We offer hands-on instruction, and we offer primarily uh, theory instruction. Okay. At the Chicago campus, it is mostly brewing theory. But it's brewing theory that actually allows you to retain the greatest degree of consistency because brewing theory extends into practice. Okay. What we do with something like our 12-week diploma course is six weeks of brewing theory. So what we're telling you is why you have to do things a certain way in order to be able to retain, to develop and retain the characteristics required for the beer that you're targeting, for, for that perfect thing that the brewer sees in his mind and tastes in his mouth and creates as a recipe. To be able to make that the first time without having to make it 20 times prior to that, yeah. you really need to know the theories behind this 
and how you go about going into your brew system and with the raw materials that you're selecting and make that beer happen the first time around. Okay. If you've got a beer that has a problem, for example, um, that you can't seem to get rid of, let's say you've got DMS, you know, that little bit of uh, cooked corn aroma in all of your beers yeah. that you just can't seem to get rid of. Well, all the practice in the world isn't really going to help you because you need to know the theory and how you change the process parameters in order to be able to get rid of DMS in your beer. So you start from theory in absolutely every case. And that's why uh, books make such great sense uh, for people who are considering a brewing career, because you can do an awful lot of studying up front before you ever come to any of our courses, and you maximize the educational experience. You maximize what you get for the dollar. Okay. And uh, when, when it comes to books, uh, people can send me email at klemke at siebelinstitute.com, and you'll find that address all over our website. And uh, just say, hey, I heard you talking about brewing books. Uh, which brewing books would you suggest? Because oh, there's a cadre, there's a cadre of brewing textbooks uh, that if you only look at like two or three of these, they'll really set you up for understanding how commercial brewing operates. Okay. Is there anything in the in the theory that you teach that will let me know why all my beer sucks, Keith? Um, well, the first thing I would suggest is <laughs> if you look at something like uh, the Master of Beer Styles and Professional Beer Tasting and Styles courses, and those are um, pro, pro Beer Tasting and Styles is two days long. That's Randy Moser for two days. Okay. And you have Master of Beer Styles, and it's Ray and Randy for three days. And what they're doing is, in both cases, they're dissecting. They're explaining and dissecting various beer styles. And there is, in fact, beer tasting involved during both of those courses. Great. But we tell people who are brewers, bring in some of your own beer, because it's, it allows not only the instructors, but the classmates to actually go up to the beer stube. You put some cups out and you ask people to try these. And usually what we'll do is we'll give you constructive criticism about how you either get closer to style, if that's the problem that you're, you're coming against, is you're just not getting the styles pegged. Or if, let's say, you have a consistent and persistent flavor defect that you can't simply get rid of, um, we'll be able to help you walk through that in something like Master Beer Styles or Pro Tasting Styles. You hear that, Tasty? They're going to give me constructive feedback about my beer. <laughs> Which doesn't involve not spitting that. it back in your face and <laughs> punching you in the junk. This sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not constructive. Yeah. You've clearly never tasted his beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his beer's not constructive either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the uh, course that you just mentioned is something that uh, between Siebel Institute and Draft Magazine, you're giving away an all-expense-paid scholarship to the Master of Beer Styles and Evaluation Program? You are correct. That's that's coming up uh, in spring, and Master Beer Styles is um, actually four days long. It is uh, one day of what's called sensory analysis uh, for flavor production control. And what we do is we uh, sit you in your delightful seats, and over the first four hours, you're actually smelling, tasting various raw materials that go into beer, and uh, learning how to evaluate those as contributory factors in, in the end flavor in beer. And then in the afternoon, we switch on to beers that have 
uh, various agents added to them uh, in order to be able to let you taste and smell what those agents uh, actually contribute to a beer. Okay. I mentioned DMS before. Well, what we do is, uh, as you sit at your table, you're going to have a cup in front of you with a control beer. That's a light, um, sort of non-distinct beer that has um, characteristics that you're going to evaluate. What's called a control beer. So you're going to smell it and taste it, and then you're going to compare it to a beer that's had an exact amount of the chemical compound DMS added to it. And you're going to smell it and compare it to the original unspiked beer and go, oh gosh, this smells a little like cooked corn or like cabbage, or some people pick it up like oysters or tomato soup. However you perceive it is how you will remember it. But through that day, we walk you through a bunch of different compounds that are common especially to uh, flavored defects in beer, and you build a bank of uh, flavor memories of these compounds. And then for the following three days, it's Ray and Randy. Uh, Randy and Ray kick off with uh, beer history and how styles evolved, and that leads up to uh, about halfway through day one. And then the latter half of day one and day two and day three are all involved in them bringing in beers that are uh, either typifiers of the various beer styles up to probably about you know, 50 different, 60 different beer styles, either typical of it or uh, what they feel are, are great variations of it. That's pretty and, intense uh, over a couple of days, over yeah. three or four days. That's a lot of beer styles. Yeah, yeah we, we go through, I mean, between the two of them, I think they go through about 80 or 90 different beers. Wow. But, of course, you're talking only about one to two ounces per beer. Sure. So it's, it's not as though you're doing pint by pint. And it's, it's, it's a controlled environment and, and a very professional environment. No, I guess I didn't mean in the in the sense of consuming a lot of beer. I just mean even for the palate and to think about and to study. It's it's really intense. You guys are are not. It's not a light study load. Oh, not at all. None, none of our courses are really. Even the, even the advanced home brewing course in Durango, the pace of it's fairly quick. And it's the, the courses actually are generally tailored towards professional brewers, and in the case of the tasting courses, towards people who are uh, distributors, wholesalers, and sales agents for beer. The reason they tend to go fairly quickly and fairly in-depth is because they don't have, these people don't have time to spend more than a few days away from their jobs. If you look at our diploma course, the 12-week diploma course, it's very fast-paced and very in-depth, which is why we try to help students get prepared for the courses before they come in. Because in most cases, people coming from large breweries can't spend more than 12 weeks away. There are longer courses. There are 18-week and 25-week and and year-long courses available in the brewing industry. But in most cases, breweries and people who are working for a living simply can't spend that amount of time away. But in the case of the Master of Beer, styles. Um, You're not sort of tasting one beer and then waiting five minutes and then tasting another. Generally, the timing of it is such that uh, Ray and Randy dissect the style and the characteristics of it, the origins, and especially the recipe and any specialized processes that are going to be used in these beers. So it gives you enough time to actually be able to let your palate settle out a bit, uh, maybe have a a drink of water, and so you move on to the next beer. All right. And and that's when we break out the bowl. <laughs> yeah, in between, yeah. just to lighten the load a little bit. Yeah, just just have a little fun. Just blow off some steam. So yeah. the, the scholarship you're giving away for these two, which is uh, as I said before, it's both the Master of Beer Styles and Evaluation Program, um, 
and the sensory analysis for flavor production and control. It's uh, in conjunction yep. with Draft Magazine. Um, listeners at home, you can go to uh, draftmag.com slash giveaways slash master of beer styles. That's draftmag.com slash giveaways slash master of beer styles. And how is it that you guys are giving this away, Keith? Um, the guys from Draft are actually uh, coordinating all of that. I do believe you have to submit a rather lengthy dossier of some 250 words as to why you are deserving of such glory to people who attend the uh, course. I see. JP, we should write one uh, <laughs> and read it on the air of we why should. we deserve Dickies to attend come in crayon, I think. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Or finger so, paint. Some aquamarine. Guyliner. It's, it's going to be all written in beautiful <laughs> <laughs> That's true. JP, would you please uh, submit yours in Guy Liner? That would be great. Sure. The best thing about uh, Guy Liner is that it doesn't just come in black. It comes in multiple colors. Perfect. I think sparkles might be involved, like too. Nice. Oh, man. The true emo. Yeah. Uh, okay, once again, draftmag.com slash giveaways slash master of beer styles. Go check it out, and that's a great giveaway. It's a total of, it looks like, a four-day course. Do you guys play master of puppets at graduation? That's a good idea. Master! Master! <laughs> yeah. It's good coming from a non-Metallica fan, JP. I like it. Very nice. Now, I want to cover just a couple more of the courses that you guys offer. Uh, you've mentioned already a 12-week course that you offer. And that's, that's at the high end of things. You know, um, sort of the strata of how you would want to approach this is um, if you're coming in without any prior commercial brewing experience, um, you tend to look at either what's called the executive overview uh, course, which is, is again, just a web-based course, and it's going to give you the basics of how the brewing industry and commercial breweries operate. A lot of people that we have taking that one are actually not, they're not wanting to, let's say, become brewers, but they want to open up their own brew pub or microbrewery and not act as head brewer. They just want to actually own a brewery. If that's okay. you, executive overview is a great way to get into it. And does that and cover the, the, the actual business side of that, then? Uh, it, it covers some of the business aspects, and it covers um, not only, let's say technology. Um, it doesn't get into, uh, let's say, the minutia of how barley becomes malt, but it explains that barley is seed grain, has exactly the, the perfect characteristics to form the raw materials for the production of beer, and here's how barley becomes malt, but it doesn't really spend more than, let's say, an hour on that topic. Now, as okay. you move up, let's say you already know that. Again, if you've read a couple of homebrew books and you're good to go on, how beer actually becomes beer and how packaging uh, works even on a homebrew level. Then you look at something like the concise course. The concise course is a two-week-long campus-based course or a three-month-long web-based course. And the reason it's three-month-long web-based is because most people can only spend about an hour to two hours at a time looking at a computer yeah. before they need to shut it down and like walk away. <laughs> so it takes the average person about three months to complete two weeks' worth of content. Okay. But the concise course is a technical course. And so if you are looking at an entry-level position in the brewing industry, the concise course is actually a great one to look at. It's uh, not a big swallow uh, cash-wise. It's about $3,000, uh, and it is one that a lot of homebrewers are picking up in preparation to start getting their resumes out to local brew pubs and microbreweries and say, hey, complete a natural formal brewing course and move into the industry. Okay. The concise course is also a great preparatory course 
for the diploma course because the diploma course assumes the students coming in already have about the same level of knowledge that they will gain from taking the concise course. Okay. Now, you can prepare for the diploma course on your own. We have a lot of homebrewers coming in that haven't taken the diploma course, but who have read things like Technology, Brewing, and Malting by Wolfgang Kunze, mm-hmm. and the Practical Handbooks from the Master Brewers Association. And these, these uh, the Practical Handbooks, 600 pages of relatively easy to understand but fairly dry information. Technology brewing and malting, 950 pages of bone-crushing dry material. And it it will take you, if you want to read, let's say, all this material, it will take you approximately nine months to a year for the average person to read that much in the way of textual matter. And by the time you've done so, diploma course would be a, a great thing to come in and achieve. But you can also do the same thing by taking something as short as a two-week concise course. All right. Take it online. And then by the time you take the diploma program, uh, that's a great course. It's, again, if you haven't worked in brewing before, you don't walk out of a 12-week-long course and directly into a head brewer's position. If you haven't worked in brewing before, you're still going to look at something like an assistant brewer's position. However, if you have one on your resume or another, let's say executive overview versus concise course versus uh, diploma course, Obviously, the more extensive course looks better on your resume, and when you're applying for jobs in competition with other people applying for the same jobs in brewing, the greater your level of formal education, the greater the chance of you getting the job. Okay. I want to uh, point out uh, quickly, too, because we've just mentioned you know, that you have uh, a lot of these online courses. Online courses are fantastic. Now, I've not yep. taken any of Siebel's, but... Uh, just the idea behind them is great. They're they're really great. If you've ever sat in a, in a course of any kind where you, you just really wanted to get past the instruction that you already knew or the or the long winded stories from the professor or whatever, and you just really wanted to cut to the chase, online courses are just awesome for that because they really leave it up to you to make sure you're doing the research and get the information down, and they just tend to cut to the chase right away. I love them. So. Indeed, they're they're really well structured, and people ask, you know, which do you prefer, the web based or the campus based course? And I tell people most of the time, the web based course for a multiplicity of reasons. There's no cost of travel to Chicago or to Munich because the course is held as a campus course in Munich in May and in Chicago in October. And with the web-based course, it's held three times a year. So you don't have to spend money to travel, although Chicago and Munich are both great great cities. But a lot of people on the concise course are in full-time jobs, and they're working in breweries or they're working in unrelated industries. And they don't have the time to take two weeks off to attend a course or the money to take that course. But of, of importance is that during the three months of the concise course, you have access to the instructors, Ian Stanners, who used to be the director of brewing for Molson Brewing in Canada, and Kirk Annand, who uh, was with Moosehead Brewing and has worked in a multiplicity of different breweries. So if you are going through your course materials and you have a question either directly related to the course materials or tangential to the course materials, Mm -hmm. but related related to brewing, you post it to these guys. And it's basically you've got the ear of a professional brewer of immense credibility over three months. Right. And that's 
that's something that's really quite measurable. You see the responses we get from the students at the end of the course, and they're saying the best thing about the web-based course is the access to the instructors. Okay. Plus, you can stop at any time and surf porn. That's true. I mean, you can't absolutely. do that. You can't do that in class. Well, it's, it's actually in in the course material, but we, you, have to, you have to look for it. It goes by really quickly in the streaming video. Twenty-five minute <laughs> porn break, but at least they give yeah. you a link. Yeah. You know. If you'll excuse the use of the term "stream of things." <laughs> yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Keith, and I'm going to ask you this to answer as, as honestly as possible. As, as a person who guides people's careers and not just uh, a, a person who works for Siebel. And, and that is, you know, what is the difference between courses that you offer and, and, a, and, and somebody like me who's a home brewer and, and might want to take that step and get some formal education? The difference between me choosing something at Siebel and choosing something like the programs uh, offered at UC Davis, for example. Great programs at Davis. Um, and it, they they have changed over the years. You know, at uh, at one time the Davis courses I think were um, predominantly academic. I believe they have um, some hands on stuff. Our our diploma course is unique in that it is if you're talking about the long course, okay, the long sure. diploma course. Yeah. Our course is unique in that you are doing your theory in Chicago. Brewing theory is all upfront in Chicago. It's not intermingled with practical work. Okay. You do six weeks basically in a seat and then you do one week of business practice and case studies. That prepares you for your practical work, but all your practical work is done after we pack all the students into an airplane and they go to Munich, Germany, and they work nice. in the facilities of Domans Academy in Munich that have a full commercial level production facility. However, it's this cool small system. It's basically a 10 barrel system in the brew house, but it's designed to work like a large scale system. The brew house is computer controlled. Everything that you have in the packaging department is designed like a commercial packaging line with crater, decrater, uh, bottle washer, pasteurizer. Uh, it's, you're working on something that uh, basically emulates a system that you would find anywhere from a, uh, God, who's ska brewing in uh, Durango, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have anybody that has, let's see, an intermediate-sized brewery, that's where the Duman's, um practical system picks up, especially in the packaging line, and then that extends to even the largest of breweries. So by the time you get over to Duman's Academy, you're doing three weeks of hands-on stuff, shepherding batches of beer through um, brew house fermentation, maturation. You're taking samples. You're doing microscopy staining, plating, you move into filtration, and then you put it into delightful 16-ounce uh, bottles, put them into crates, and then you put them onto a bus. And then you get on the bus, and for two weeks you tour breweries large and small throughout Europe and brewing industry fabricators and suppliers. And over that two weeks, you see how commercial brewing plays out in a variety of different brewing situations in places as small as Cantillon in Belgium or Uriga in Dusseldorf and as large as Stella Artois. Um, so during that two weeks, you're seeing a lot of different brewing environments, and you're seeing where a lot of brewing ingredients and services come from in the way of suppliers. And it helps you to gel what you've learned in the brewing theory at the beginning of the course, the um, 
package and segment in Duman's Academy, and then you see all of this in play in the actual brewing marketplace. That's it. That's the entire 12 weeks. Wow. And then you come back home. I stopped so, listening when you said Munich, but I'm sure there was a lot of good stuff after that. <laughs> I started when you said bus trip. <laughs> the Munich segment is, is pretty terrific. I mean, we, we get uh, on the weekend after um, the kids get back from uh, the European segment, a lot of them come into the office uh, because they arrive on, I, be- I believe they arrive Saturday afternoon or Sunday morning. I think Sunday morning. And so they come into the offices on Monday, and they're just beat up. I mean, it's, it's yeah. 12 weeks of absolutely intense uh, brewing theory and practice. Right. Um, now, the other courses, you look at, at the Davis course, it's, it's, it's certainly like a single, single campus environment. And they're gonna, they're, they concentrate on different areas. I think they do more in the way of math and calculations than we do. We look more at giving the big picture okay. of commercial brewing applications and understanding the big yeah. picture of commercial brewing applications in theory and practice. Well, you can't necessarily tour many breweries in Davis. <laughs> no. no. But there is no. one nice one you can go tour. There is. Yeah. You know, there is one. A couple, there. even. Um, well, let me ask you this. Uh, now, how about in terms of, of cost? I mean... UC Davis being part of the University of California system is a uh, fairly affordable university, as universities go. Um, How does that compare to your course? I haven't looked at their prices in a while. I know our diploma course, our 12-week course, is very similar in price to their uh, long course as well. It is, okay. And uh, that's traditionally, we've always tried to stay within the same sort of price range as a UC Davis course. So oh, great. It's, it's, up around, it's up around the $14,000 level for uh, the diploma course for us, and I think it's around there for Davis as well. Okay. More importantly, um, there's no GPA Requirements, right? To get to oh. see what you could have, you can just flunk out your ass the rest of your whole school year <laughs> and still and be go to see and be like, yeah, you know. But even guys like JP could come into the course. Oh, because I what are you, my fifth grade pulse, teacher? But I'm not really convinced of that. Um, we, <laughs> we have absolute requirements on this, but we don't say, for example, you must have a degree, right? Um, because the nature of brewing, if you if you think of what a uh, a craft brewer does. Uh, they need to know a little bit about an awful lot of stuff. When you come from a home brewing environment and become a craft brewer, you are in charge of acquiring raw materials. You are in charge of brew house operations, fermentation, maturation. If you filter as a home brewer, you are in charge of filtration. If you carbonate, you are in charge of carbonation and packaging. So you carry that on into our courses, and you carry that on into craft brewing. Well, that's sort of the nature of how craft brewing works, and there's no one specific science that would directly teach you all those things. If you are a microbiologist wanting to come in as a brewer, you'll know an awful lot about the fermentation aspects and maybe how to check for all the bugs, but you probably won't know very well how to formulate recipes. Okay. So we find that guys coming from home brewing and craft brewing backgrounds already know, you know a functional amount about practically everything in the class. When you get guys coming in from large breweries or guys who have degrees but no direct brewing experience, they'll have very applied knowledge about one specific area of brewing, but may not know about the other areas in the chain involved in beer production. So to say, well, it either has to be guys coming in with degrees or brewing experience from a large brewery, or guys coming from diverse backgrounds such as craft brewers, it has to be one or the other, doesn't really work. 
what we do is as people want to come into something like the diploma course or any of the modules involved in it, they have to send me an email saying, hey, Big Nose, give me an assessment <laughs> review. Okay. And I'm going to ask them a bunch of questions because I need to know that they know roughly the equivalent of what's taught in our concise course in order to be able to understand the bulk of the materials presented in the, in the diploma course. And that's big so, nose at SiebelInstitute.com? No, 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 no. That oh. won't get through at all. But I really should register that. <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know that's going to come from the head office now. I'm going to start getting emails at that address. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, I mean, all of that really sounds good, but do you have frat parties and panty raids like you see, Well, I think says? they're boxer raids. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's all dudes, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't get a, a high representation of women in the class, damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, the, uh, really? I uh, can't uh, imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Come on in. There's like a ton of guys in the class. Yeah, Beaver's ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, uh, let's say the extracurricular activities are, are usually off campus. Okay. Um, because in Chicago, uh, well, directly across the street from us now is Goose Island Brew Pub. And they were slated to close at the end of this year. But they managed to renegotiate their lease. And that's a beautiful thing. So the students have um, Goose Island directly across the street. But Chicago is actually home to one of the best beer cultures in the United States. Okay. Not that many brew pubs, but the amount of beer bars here are absolutely amazing. I think if you guys were ever going to expand your, uh, you know, in, in your programs, your instructional programs a little bit, if you combined a stripper school along with oh. the world, with the World Beer Academy, something for the girlfriends and the wives to take while sure. the guys are at, right. I got you. You know, or to find girlfriends and wives while you're going to beer school. I really think the two would go hand in hand. We are cons- we are considering new courses for next year, so you know I'll uh, I'll throw that up in the next. You can have that for, you can have that for free, Keith. That's yeah, that's on me. Yeah, so just invert, convert the student bar to uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, if you need experts on the, on the subject, uh, pretty much everyone in this room can help you out with that. Yeah, we're uh, we're putting a poll in, in the beer stew. There so you go. Thank you, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, so, Keith, I have a bunch of questions from listeners in front of me for you. Um, Go crazy. If you have a, a couple of minutes, so <laughs> I could stand to take a break and, uh, yep. and, and feed the family. And then uh, and come right back and throw those questions at you, and then I'll let you off the hook. Do you have time for that? Sounds perfect. All right, perfect. So just a couple of minutes. We've got Keith Lemke here. If you've got any questions about instructions at Siebel, get them through to me now uh, just by hitting the chat now button. Bevo's in there uh, taking your questions. And uh, I've got a a few right in front of me. So we're going to get as much covered as we possibly can with what time we have left with Keith. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm liking this school a lot better than uh, even what I've the great things I've heard about it already. Definitely. I mean, it answers the question, why do I have to go to school to be a brewer? I can brew my beer at home. Yeah. No, you can't. All right, it's the session, and we've got Keith from Siebel. Hang in there with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Tasty, 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 tasty
Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Fifteen, and I get a plus two from my yeast starter. No, sorry, you failed your roll. Your beer is infected. No way. You had to be to twenty-four. It's schizosaccharomyces. This sucks. I just failed versus oxidation. Our party is fracked. Doug's the only one left, and his beer is a Berliner Weiss. What's this? A tea party? Hey, this is a brew session, man. Get lost. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Does your significant other know the difference between an Irish red ale and a Flanders red ale? Do you burp, strizzle, spalt, and fart Why yeast 2308? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the socially awkward Patters beer and the sci-fi convention showstopper number eight make 10th level at northernbrewer.com wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator yeah. <laughs> i mean your friends will look at you with awe and, and it's stuff. just hot it is it's so super hot <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio because like beer radio shouldn't suck you're listening to the session We pretty much were keeping the ass out of Brewcast till we hired Bevo as our chat moderator. You know what I'm saying? Tasty. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Bevo? I don't even have a response to that. Because you got I'm a mouthful. mouthful of bread. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the program. Uh, wrapping things up with Keith here from uh, Siebel Institute of Technology and World Brewing Academy, otherwise known as Siebel. You know what I'm saying? Keith, you still with us? I'm here. Perfect. So here's what I've got. I got a whole list of questions uh, that people have had uh, been sending in throughout the interview today, and I want to make sure we get to those before we let you go. What is um, your quest? <laughs> uh, of course, people wanted to know about online courses, which you've already answered, so we can do that to become a pro. Um, so another question was, what about other long-distance classes? I, I think they wanted to know if there was anything about uh, DVDs or you know just uh, other coursework other than online stuff. 
With our stuff, we really just have the two classes right now available as web-based training. Uh, we will most likely be uh, developing in the future a longer course, a longer, more in-depth course. There are certainly other programs available from other schools, most of them at a similar level to our concise course. Okay. Um, because once you get to a longer course, as you know, mentioned that uh, the concise course, which is two weeks campus-based, uh, becomes three months web-based. Uh, by the time you look at something like our six-month uh, theory segment of our diploma course, suddenly you're pretty much online for about a year. Okay. And uh, <laughs> if you get to a so you're JP. Of depth, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty you, much, but you have looking Warcraft? at a different level of material. You have War- uh, yeah. Warcraft school there? <laughs> right. <laughs> And so really something like the three-month course is is a good handleable um, length of time uh, to be able to pick up (laughs) brewing technology. And after you get through something like that, you know, you can decide whether you need anything more. Um, There are guys out there who are GABF and World Beer Cup award-winning brewers who've only ever taken our two-week course or who've only ever taken – we have a a microbiology course up in Montreal, uh, what's called the twin track brewing microbiology course and that's really all it deals in but if you come from a home brewing background and then you learn really how to handle yeast well and how to do your own quality work that opens up a bunch of different doors to you it really does okay um uh, now, I have a question. Uh, uh, Bevo, our chat moderator and, and phone screener, was just chugging Pap's Blue Ribbon. Uh, could she still attend Siebel? Um, no, I'm afraid not. Um, <laughs> you do have standards. I see. Oh. Uh, is a beautiful thing. It's she, a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> see, that's why Keith and I get along so well. She did, this, this town is practically owned by PBR. Is that right? Oh, yeah. There's PBR everywhere here, like 50-cent PBR night. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Bevo, at least as a lady, she's drinking it out of a Belgian glass. Nice. Very nice. (laughs) She is a lady. Sounds like like we got to go to Chicago, dude. 50-cent PBR night? Are you kidding me? (laughs) That's uh, disgusting. There are some uh, questions, Keith, about... Accreditation. Uh, somebody asking if they're internationally accredited, and I'm not sure. I think just in general, how does brewing it, class uh, ac- accreditation works does is it a, matter. Really? Is a good question. Yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. That's that's a really good question. Um, Thank you it, very much. It will depend on the type of brewery in which you want to work. Okay. Let's say you wanted to work for a larger international brewery. Well, things like uh, a degree, a college degree in a science related to brewing, makes all the difference in the world for you to get your foot in the door. And in fact, many of them say they just need a degree. They don't even need any experience in brewing. Now, that's dependent on the position and dependent on the brewery. But in many cases, what will happen is as you get into the brewery with your degree, they will say to you, okay, what we want you to do is to get into an educational path to learn about brewing. And that's why we get a lot of people in for our uh, 12-week course, but not necessarily for the whole 12 weeks. We get guys coming from big brewers into the individual segments because you don't need to take the whole 12 weeks. The 12-week course is six individual segments. So you can actually come in and take the individual segments and work towards an accreditation either within your brewery or there's something called the Institute of Brewing and Distilling. And if you go into Google and type IBD Brewing, Mm -hmm. you will find the Institute of Brewing and Distilling. And they offer different levels of exams. 
And those exams are accepted by a lot of, not all the breweries, but a lot of the breweries worldwide as being a good measure of someone's understanding and knowledge about brewing. So for a class like the Web-Based Concise course, uh, the Institute of Brewing and Distilling actually says that the Concise course is recommended as applicable to writing their general certificate exam. So after you take the Concise course, well, that's one thing you put on your resume, that you've completed the World Brewing Academy Concise course. Okay. Totally cool. Yeah. Now, if you, if you want to, you can sign up to write the IBD exam as well, and you can write the IBD ex- exam based on what you've learned through the Concise course, and now you have a second accreditation without having to take a course. Okay. So that's something, if someone's concerned about accreditation, you might want to look at the IBD exams. Okay. And maybe kind of along the same lines, you, you, you've, you've mentioned the diploma course, the, the kind of mm-hmm. the longer one. So what does it mean to have a diploma from Siebel in this diploma course? Well, it, it means that you have gone through 12 weeks of theory and practical brewing, and to those, let's say, who have never worked in a brewery before, it gives you a substantial advantage over people who have minimal or no formal education when competing for brewing jobs. The diploma course has been our flagship course since 1900. And if you, if you look at the photographs, for example, that we keep on the walls downstairs for graduating classes, you see August Bush III, members of the, the Paps family, the Stroh family, um, people from awesome. out the brewing industry who've gone through the diploma course as a methodology of learning the big picture brewing technology. And it's recognized within the brewing industry as, as a, a methodology of getting you a proper foundation in understanding a brewing technology. So for someone who has no background in commercial brewing, it allows them to get their foot in their door with that accreditation. For someone who's already working in a commercial brewery, it allows them now to get theoretical skills that allows them to improve the quality and consistency of their beer. As you could probably imagine, a lot of commercial brewers working in brew pubs, pubs and microbreweries in the United States have no formal training. And they come into breweries, get assistant brewer positions, having never taken formal training. Then the head brewer leaves. Now they graduate from assistant brewer to head brewer, and they're two years into the program, and they're recognizing they're in a little over their heads because they can't formulate new recipes. They can't troubleshoot and correct any difficult situations that are presented. So for guys coming into the diploma class, it allows them now to get the tools required in order to be able to produce consistent, high-quality beer. Okay, And then, then you get people coming coming in from the larger breweries, and a lot of people come in from the larger breweries as a methodology of moving forward in their brewing careers. Big breweries send people in to us because in many cases, if you're working in a large brewery, you kind of only know the technology around your position in the brewery. So if you work in the packaging department, all you've ever known is packaging. You could have an engineering background, and you could know everything about packaging dynamics, but you don't know anything about brew house or fermentation. Okay. So people come into the diploma class in order to be able to get a fuller understanding of all those areas. I have to say that kind of hearing some of the the resume of students that have been there, I mean, hearing about Augie having one there, some of the Strohs brothers, it almost, yep. it, that's a selling point for me. It almost, you know, not that I drink that beer, but these are, are some successful and uh, impressive breweries. Yep. It makes it sound like the Harvard of beer schools all of a sudden when well, you talk the, about the resume of people leaving the school. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have come through us over the years. We've, we've literally had thousands of people go through the diploma course alone. And if you look at uh, the, the individual courses aside from diploma, it's in the tens of thousands of people throughout the international brewing industry, not wow. just domestically. And we're increasingly seeing people from, you know, we've, we've had people come in from Belgium and, and from Italy and, and uh, from Denmark. As those communities are growing, it's, you know, around the world, a lot of, a lot of craft brewing communities are growing and they're seeing what's going on in the United States, yeah. and they're coming here to learn, you know, an American idea of brewing, and we don't necessarily teach that. We teach brewing. We teach the same type of brewing as most other brewing schools in the world do, but they come here not only to, to sort of see what Americans do and, and listen to fellow American brewers as to how they create beer, but they come here to absorb the beer culture. Yeah. I say so far the only downfall of the school I've heard is that you allow Chris Graham to teach there. <laughs> you know, that's just creepy. Well, you know, he's such a damn fine-looking guy, and uh, when he plays banjo, it's mesmerizing. <laughs> that's a good point. Jay, he's that's a mesmerizing how he, banjo player. That's how he scored, JP. That's true. It was the banjo. He's the Liberace of banjo. <laughs> Yeah. I kind of want to make a machine. You know, your dress is funny? <laughs> yeah. yeah. With a little more flair, though. If you know I, so you so when, when the GABF comes, Keith, what, uh, you know, afterwards, uh, do you go through and, and, and get some sort of uh, percentage of uh, Siebel graduates just to, you know, puff your chest out a little bit? Or, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, how many oh, I see. how many award winners at the, GABF. at the GABF do you guys have, you know? You know, it's something that we we haven't really tracked only in that you could say that the head brewer may not have been from Siebel, but the assistant brewers have been through Siebel. Um, that if you, I, I, a few years ago, stopped to look at how many people, how many breweries of the top 100 breweries we had who have sent people through to us. All but two breweries had ever sent anyone through our courses. Wow. So it was literally, of the top 100 breweries, only two had never had anyone go through our courses. That's impressive. Of the GABF, uh, you know, we, we of course, play a hand in in what goes on. We hopefully have inspired, you know, people to come out of this school and, and you know, just take on the brewing community. We just finished a diploma class. The guys came back like 10 days ago, and they're, you can tell that they're just crazy now for brewing. They, they will not be able to sleep. It's like visions of sugar plums yeah. dancing in their heads for the next six months, and they're going to get out there, and they're, they're going to make their own way. And there are certain stars. I mean, you look at somebody like Tanya Cornett out of Bend, yeah. who uh, took the diploma class and came and took master beer styles. And Tanya was one of, one of the ones who brought all her beer in from Bend, and had everyone sit around and evaluate it fearlessly. You know, amongst everybody in the class, please try this and tell me what you think of it. And then pick up at World Beer Cup, a uh, small brew pub brewery of the year. That's go, wonderful. Wow, that's yeah. pretty amazing. And I, you know, I sit in the audience at GABF and at World Beer Cup, and I just cry all the time because they're always. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm with JP too, man. I, I'd be marking that down every year and saying, "Yep, he's one of ours. She's one of ours." He's one of ours. She's one of ours. I just be and marking that down all the time. The, the difficulty, I tell you, uh, when, when I mentioned Tanya in one of the um, blasts we did uh, on, I think it was Brewers Association Forum, immediately you hear back from other people saying, oh, our brewery took a bronze. Oh, how come you didn't? Have it? It's just like if you miss anyone, it's like, you know, if you don't, if you don't talk about all the kids, then people are going to feel like they've been sure, left out. Of course. And, you know, I, I really just celebrate absolutely 
absolutely everybody because and the guys are coming from the other brewing schools as well yeah. you know we're we are all excellent educators there are no poor players in brewing industry education it's really dependent on what your knowledge is currently and what your goals are as to what course you should take as to what school you're going to go to and as well what experience you want to have you know each of the schools offer a different experience people choose us for for specific reasons over and above other people not only from a standpoint of where it's going to lead them in their career and fill that gap in their knowledge but also the experience they're going to have by coming to chicago and going to munich or going to montreal for the micro course yeah. it's you know we love them all we love all the brewers out there we just want to throw our arms around <laughs> of course all right a few more listener questions uh, somebody asked if siebel still gives baking classes Nope, uh, you know, uh, but I can give you my muffin recipe if you like. Yeah. <laughs> and, and being from Vancouver, it has an extra ingredient. Well, let's just... Oh! <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. We do try to go for a recipe every episode. So that is, uh, usually it's I got here, no but, muffin uh, recipe. I'm a loser. <laughs> Here's a good question. This is one of my favorite questions of the day uh, that really strikes close to home. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the cost of, of your classes. So somebody asked if there's financial aid available, like going to a regular university. We got nothing. Okay. Uh, being being a, a privately owned trade school, we yeah. don't fall into the state of Illinois' strata of what qualifies as a, uh, an accredited school. I see. Um, and the I thought you were in Chicago. In, what's that? I thought you were in Chicago. Different state. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. And that uh, we we have this question coming up all the time. It's it's unfortunate, but what we do is in, in such a, a narrow strata of education. Our diploma course doesn't fold into any other educational program. Okay. And it it it's derived from you know uh, chemistry, biochemistry, microbiology, uh, physics, engineering, and math. And so, therefore, it's like a little bit of everything. And we look at all the accreditation guidelines, and there's just no way that we could actually comply with what they want set out because it they, they can't kind of figure out what a brewing school is. Our courses actually are designed to, to uh, serve the brewing industry community. And so, therefore, it, it really doesn't seem to dovetail, unfortunately, with what the accreditation scheme is within Illinois. And if you don't have that in Illinois, then you really can't get any funding. Okay. And it's it, like the classes are full. Literally, our diploma class is full, our concise class has been full. And I'd love to be able to offer funding. The guys coming in, in many cases, if they're coming in, they have to pay their own way through loans, uh, through a lot of guys are using credit cards. But, I mean, the, the great thing is for those guys coming in, and it's an important thing, yeah. the guys coming back from the courses, once they get back, if they can relocate, they can find jobs really quickly in brewing. Okay. Generally, if you can relocate, you can find jobs quickly and start paying off whatever it costs you to come through the courses. Okay. Well, that leads me to my next question. These, this is a two-part question. It's a really good one, I think. And um, One of them is, uh, you know, what is the job outlook for new graduates uh, for brewing positions right now? Uh, are there a lot of jobs out there? There are jobs, I would not say a lot. And, of course, with the um, changes in the economy, you're kind of running into... Um, the craft brewing sector may suffer in a similar fashion to other sectors, but, you know, I don't think so. Okay. Um, in the last year, the job postings through the various forums, including ProBrewer, and, uh, which is ProBrewer.com, and the Brewers Association Forum, which your viewers cannot get because you have to be a member, uh, have increased. 
And what's happened is the type of jobs that are being posted, not only increasing the amount of jobs, but the type of jobs are upper-level jobs requiring more qualified people. Okay. Because a lot of microbreweries ain't so micro no more. And they're requiring things like quality control and assurance people. They're requiring brewers who can manage teams of, in some cases, 10 to 15 people in breweries that only had five people two years ago. Well, as these people move up in these more senior positions, they're creating roles for other people in brewing. So yes, indeed, there are more and more positions coming up, especially in craft brewing. However, the jobs go to the people that have a good mix of technical training about brewing, and that comes through self-directed education, brewing-related textbooks, commercial brewing-related textbooks, rather than things on beer styles and beer history. And that's something I have to tell people time and time again. Consider reading beer styles and beer history and, and soft stuff as really recreational reading. When you're coming into a commercial brewery, you need to know about commercial brewing equipment and commercial mm. brewing processes and how to remain safe. Yeah. So if you can read stuff like that on your own and then you come through a course like we offer and relocate, and relocation is absolutely critical, that allows you to take your resumes and send them throughout the nation. And especially, I tell our students, start where you want to live. As an assistant brewer, you're not going to get paid all that well. So pick a location where you would like to live, and that's going to be your compensation for working at the next job. Because as an assistant yeah. brewer, you're not getting paid a lot, but you're learning a lot. You're preparing for your future in brewing. So when you come off of a course, you get your resumes out, you make sure that you are capable of taking interviews over the phone. If it looks like an attractive enough position, you fly out to wherever the job is, and chances are you've got a great set of odds about getting that position. That's all really good advice, actually, that you yeah, don't hear definitely. all the time. So I like to hear that. Here's the second part of that question, um, and and you maybe have answer, answered it partially. Uh, the same person wanted to know if you know what your graduation employment rate is. Um, no. Okay. Uh, because a lot of the people coming in, especially for the diploma course, uh, and that's that's the only one that would make sense to track mm-hmm. because it's, it's one for people probably entering in the brewing industry. Yeah. Um, in the last couple of years is uh, when it started to be packed with more home brewers. Up until about two, two and a half years ago, the vast majority of people in the class were already working in breweries. They're being sent by their breweries to take the courses. And it's only in the last like two, two and a half years, we've seen an increase in people who have never worked in the brewing industry before. So it's we don't have a historical tracking because in our history, it's already people who are working as professional brewers. Okay. All right. And then uh, here's another... Uh, JP, did you have something before I move to the next uh, one? Oh, no. I was just going to ask, when the uh, uh, after the beer bailout happens, um, are you planning on seeing a, uh, an increase in um, in brewery openings? <laughs> after the beer bailout. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't doubt that. Um, if, if you look at um, where the breweries are located, with the exception of St. Louis, if you look at Milwaukee, lots of small breweries... Denver, lots of small breweries, and that's where Coors is. Look at Seattle. You used to have Olympia and Rainier. 
lots of small breweries. In Portland, you used to have Blitz Weinhardt, lots of small breweries. I think there is that spillover. I think you get guys who may go into working commercial brewing, even on the line level, the guys who are, you know, working in union positions and packaging departments who go, wow, this isn't really all that difficult to know. And they, they leave and they start up their own breweries. And I know that, you know, a lot of brewery startups are guys from home brewing. But I think you will probably see people coming out of who are being spun out of positions as layoffs occur who may think, I'm going to open up my own place. And I think small places, um, you know, let's say five- and six-barrel systems that are true mom-and-pop operations, I think you're going to start to see a lot more of those. We do something called the Starting Starting Your Own Brewery course. And in the Starting Your Own Brewery course, we have a lot of people coming in who are in their 40s and 50s, and especially quite a few couples coming in. And they're saying, well, you know, uh, we're both going to be retired in a couple of years, and we're thinking, uh, what are we going to do for the rest of our lives? And the, the husband likes to make beer, and the wife wants to operate a little gift shop, so they're going to open up a little craft brewery and gift shop wherever they're living. And you go, you know, I've never seen this done before. But that doesn't mean it ain't going to be done. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of, of change in what we consider crap brewing, and it's going to go smaller, and it's going to go you know, more differentiated. And I, I think that if you can set up a small brewery close to where you have a tourist destination, um, you're actually probably going to be able to do a good turn. That's a good point. I can't I mean, wait for the, uh, for the couple to come in where the, the wife wants to brew a little <laughs> beer and the husband wants to run a little gift shop. Yeah. Well, and sell uh, Guy it's, Mascara or whatever it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. Really, necessity being the mother of invention, you will probably see guys coming out of these breweries who may have, you know, a vast amount of brewing experience and and, uh, wanting to set up their own places. Yeah. Okay. Here's another, uh, I thought, good question that came through. Uh, What about courses? What would you recommend for home brewers that don't want to go pro? Maybe they just want to learn more about their, uh, their hobby. Well, the advanced home brewing course, if you're uh, really an extract brewer or someone who hasn't done all grain or any of your own uh, rudimentary lab work, what the advanced home brewing course does is it kind of assumes that you're coming in from an extractor or kit brewing background, and you're wanting to ramp up to doing all grain, but you're wanting to do it properly. And you want to learn things like uh, being able to pull yeast out of the bottom of the bottle and and put it into a tube and prop it up uh, to manage it to be able to do basic uh, look under a microscope and, and be able to do a cell count and a hemocytometer, stuff like that over five days. Uh, and I mean, that's a really cool course. And that, it's a course, literally, we don't pay anything to advertise, and it sells out every year. Okay. Uh, and the last year was like 33 people, and the limit's 30, but we just had so many people, please, please. Uh, so we had three more people. But the, the other one is the Brewing Microbiology course. Now, it's, you know, it's, it's a $3,000 course. It's the same as the other two week courses. But with the Brewing Microbiology course, it really allows you to have a lot more skills and what you're capable of doing in your own lab. And this is something that I would also suggest to people who are home brewers who may want to get into working in commercial brewing, but instead of on an assistant brewer's basis, maybe take a different twist at it. The Brewing Microbiology course uh, teaches you much more in the way of propagation of yeast, identification of spoilage bacteria under microscopes using staining. It teaches you all sorts 
the stuff you need to know to actually build a little uh, QCQA lab or even a big QCQA lab. Uh, so you can look at those two courses as though they're directly applicable to homebrewing because that micro course will just allow you to manage your yeast collection and to be able to know that your beers aren't infected. But also it opens up possibly some inroads down the road if you do want to get into it on a professional level. You hear that, Tasty? See, right now, we're your QCQA lab. <laughs> and uh, you take yeah. a course like this, you could have a real one instead. Yeah, that's what I need. Yeah, don't tell them that all this beer's going to go to, you know, I other know. people. All other, we have a lot of listeners who send us their beard, who just like you guys do, Keith. You know, so that we'll kind of evaluate it, and we've got a couple of experts in here who can really kind of pick out problems in their process. Tasty and Dr. Scott Jamil Zane, a chef, Thank comes you. in here and does it. Uh, Thank you for mentioning me. JP hangs out. Yeah, and. Uh, I'm afraid that if they find out too much about you guys doing that in your courses, we'll stop getting free beer sent to us, Keith. So, I well, have to... so just you can you can pretty much edit us out on the subsequent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I might have to do that. <laughs> we don't have a QC lab. All right, how about a last listener question for you, Keith? Uh, somebody wrote in, "Hey, you know, I'm coming to Chicago actually in about a week, and do you guys have an information center available?" Um, well, if they contact uh, contact me ahead of time and want to come around and have a look at the place, uh, next next week is um, going to be relatively unencumbered. We don't have a class in session. Uh, if anyone wants to come around and discuss the courses that we offer and just have a look at the place, it's it's not a long tour. It's a you know you'll be in and out in five minutes after the tour, but sort of just sit around and talk about the nature of brewing industry jobs and the courses we offer. Uh, just got to give me a couple of days' notice and we're good to go. Okay, and maybe uh, pop over you know cross street to Goose Island. And uh, you can buy my beer. I, I like your way of thinking. Uh, I actually uh, prefer to sort of walk people around the building and then say, "Hey, do you want to go over to Goose Island and we can talk about this over the bar?" You know, because yeah. they, they have a much better selection of beer over there than we do. <laughs> Very nice. All right, Keith, I really appreciate it. Uh, lots of information. Let me make sure the listeners know a couple of things before I let you go. Don't forget that Siebel and Draft Magazine together are giving away an all-expenses-paid scholarship to Siebel's Master of Beer Styles and Evaluation Program. And that course is comprised of the one-day sensory analysis for flavor production and also the three-day uh, Master of Beer Styles course. And for information on that, you can go to draftmag.com slash giveaways slash Master of Beer Styles, and you can find that information. And that sounds like a really good course. Is that the one that takes place during the GABF as well? Is that that um, week? No. no. Um, that one, uh, we would have to uh, root dramatically around GABF because ah. we are all at GABF. Gotcha. Uh, it is, however, at GABF a uh, short four-hour uh, sensory analysis uh, session. So it's an abbreviated version okay. of the full day that we do here in Chicago. And that's something people need to watch out for because it sells out way in advance every year. It's, it's a pr- pretty good gig. I mean, it's, it's an affordable price for uh, what it is. Yeah, we were thinking about going to that, actually, maybe next year. Uh, at least our producer, who, who you spoke to, Shat, uh, was talking about wanting to do that course maybe during GABF. So we'll be looking into that, too. SiebelInstitute.com, do I have that right? You got that right. You can check it out for, for more uh, information. And, and then I assume that these courses that we've talked about, uh, obviously they have their duration, but uh, they start kind of year-round. People can, can make their schedule. Yep, spring, spring 
in fall, kind of like uh, every other um, school. They they start up in February okay. and then again in September. Okay. And then when is Chris Graham? And there's uh, there's other people involved too with that one. I keep saying Chris, but uh, Chris White's involved in that normally, and Ray Daniels is there. Advanced, and... Advanced Homebrewers course is in Durango, Colorado, at the uh, the beautiful facility of Fort Lewis College, and that comes up the last week of July. Okay. All right, fantastic. I really appreciate the information. This is, these are questions that we've gotten uh, all three years uh, that we've been on the air here. Yeah. People asking about you know further education and and why we should go to school. So I really appreciate well, the time. And you you recognize I gave up Family Guy for you guys, right? Oh well, that you listen. That's how much I love you all. And you know what? I'm a huge Family Guy fan too, so I can appreciate the sacrifice. <laughs> Have a uh, wonderful holiday season, everybody. All right, you too. And we'll see you at the next beer event, Keith. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Cheers. Bye, Keith. Bye-bye. There you go. It's Keith Lemke. You can find his email. He sounds like it's all over the website, and he's happy to take emails and questions from you guys. It sounds like he'll give you book recommendations, and then, of course, he can help you figure out if you need to take their courses and which ones if you do. And, yeah. uh, he also even mentioned other uh, uh, beer schools that he might uh, recommend for you if, if, if Siebel's not the right one. So uh, good dude, Keith is. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. If you ever get a chance to meet him at the... At uh, GABF, and stick you know, him probably with the for bill. most of you, yeah. yeah. Then take him out to lunch, and he's okay. like what's, six eight and a giant hunker. It's awesome. What's what's that all about? You uh, stiffing him on a bill, Jipper? <laughs> Seemed pretty pissed off about that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he wasn't. He'll get over it. I get over it pretty quick, but yeah. he doesn't sound like. But, he uh, did. but no. Keith, uh, it probably happened five years ago. He's still hanging that. Uh, <laughs> you didn't know. You didn't remember doing that, did you? Until he brought it up. Yeah. But then when he brought it up, you were like, "Oh yeah, I did do that." No, I still don't remember it. <laughs> yes, but I do. choose to leave the worst parts of my life behind me. Can I also point out that Bevo <laughs> has been uh, playing with her dildos the entire program, um, and, and not in the good way. Not in the good way. <laughs> no, in, no, the, no. in the like, could you stop distracting me? I'm trying to conduct an <laughs> yeah. interview here. Stop kind of waving a 12 inch double ended black <laughs> dildo in my face. Why is she holding? And he's it with not her exaggerating. Feet? It's literally waving in my face right now. Uh, Bevo, what is with you today? She'll and- like hold it at her. She'll hold it to her chest and then pretend. It's coming out like an alien. <laughs> What's it's going like on? All this kind of there. weird shit. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no idea. All right, there you go. There Just... you go. I'm very punchy right now. I think it's the cold medicine, but yeah. I feel awesome. Yeah. Could also be the crack. Uh, how? I mean, um, have you been paying attention to our listeners in the chat room? Because all I've seen you do is uh, I have is any questions? Fling rubber dildos around the room. <laughs> any questions that were asked? I gave to you. Okay. The phone. Is ringing now. Excuse me. <laughs> Thank you, Beavis. Ah, <laughs> uh, I oh, mean, well. in terms of our contributions to the program, by the way, the only difference between Tasty and Bevo is that Tasty hasn't been playing with dildos the whole show. <laughs> yeah. What are you? What are you on vacation over there? Yeah, pretty much. Here, Tasty. Here, grab. <laughs> I'm in Jamaica. Here, grab yeah. a fucking dildo. <laughs> yeah, Tasty's like start, hey. start waving it at me. Tasty's like, look at Doc's on vacation. My boys in Jamaica. I'm just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> drinking his own beer. He's not even I'm drinking here. our beer. Yeah. He's having his own beer, he's hanging having, out. He's having his own QC pro. He has two of his beers in front of him. <laughs> he's two little Sam Adams taster's glass, and he's going back and forth, smelling the bottle, smelling that thing. Well, no, I saw no, him no, take no, notes. No, one's of- Chad's beer. Oh, I see. I saw you take notes a few times, but really all you were doing was evaluating no, yours no, and no, Chad's no. I beers. Had a, I had a few questions, but they got asked. Okay. Yeah, they're questions for Chad when he comes back. <laughs> so how how was golf? What did you get me? <laughs> what did you get me a t-shirt? Yeah, did you miss what? me? How was the cousin? Yeah. <laughs> he says it's bad down there. 
Yeah, the hair is pretty awful. Like you can go out and buy it in like markets and whatnot, but it's just like super dirt. It's too bad. Yeah, what are you gonna do? You know, you think that's the one thing they're good at is growing shit. You might as well, you know. <laughs> All right, uh, well, it's gonna take a break, and uh, we're gonna do that. I, I'll take this call first. Which uh, is uh, we got uh, v- we- VW addict from Massachusetts. He's calling in for drunk of the week already. Then we got distracted by Bevo's dildos. <laughs> Quick on the draw. <laughs> VW, what's happening, brother? Yo, man, what's going on? Oh, you know, just uh, trying to avoid Bevo's little reindeer games here. What's uh, <laughs> what's going on with you, V-Dub? No wonder reindeer Sam drinks games? a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of reindeer games are those? Well, let's just say uh, right now I'm holding a uh, two-sided black piece of rubber. Fourteen okay? inches. <laughs> but, no, I think uh, that's more than fourteen. Yeah. Put Never. it down. Put down the step away. Put down the... T- uh, so are you calling in for uh, Drunk of the Week already, V-Dub? Jay's falling off the dildo wagon here. Yeah, I, yeah. I, um, yeah, this will be uh, number four for me. Number... Oh. You know, I think it, you have a problem. It would be your fourth Drunk of the Week? Really? Yeah. How many have you earned this year? Four. <laughs> It's all in one year. Yeah, even. you Whoa. dumb shit, man. You know what we ought to do is Four. give away. Uh, I think that we could probably afford this an all-expense paid trip to AA for the guy yeah, who that's, wins that's four. The guy who wins four DOTWs gets an all-expense paid trip to the closest twelve-step program. Once you hit twenty, yeah, you get a free there. dialysis machine too. It's within walking distance, though, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. We should offer our own a concise yeah. course in uh, Drunk of the Week. <laughs> the BN. Concise course, three thousand dollars. The diploma course. Yeah. Yes, the diploma course is uh, much more elaborate, and it's you have to spend a little time at Doc's compound. Yeah, you know, locked up in the goat bin. We, we were wondering why you bleeped out our our uh, five o'clock song tonight. Ah, before the show. I don't know. I just sometimes yeah. I like to play the censored version. It's fun to me. That fucking sucked, dude. <laughs> really? Hang on, let me play it right now. Let's see. Because people on the archive didn't get to hear it. I want to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear. Drink, motherfucker. Drink, motherfucker. Drink. And and I didn't get it. I got. It's still there. You just have to use your imagination. Here's the. the, I'll play a little bit of the censored version. Hang on. Five o'clock rolls around. What's that sound? The voice of the brewing underground. I rush home. What's with the Abacast stream? God damn, it's almost time. Why don't you work? I like the censored version. It lets you know how much we curse around here. And here's the end. I could have mixed it with chocolate and that still wouldn't help. Why do they blink vagina though? They should bleep out chocolate at the same time too. vagina. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, listen. You sound pretty. Uh, you sound like you could win number four tonight. Some so pretty, far, dude. Some pretty pissed. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm drinking my Oak Age Porter. There you go. And uh, I, I went to a Home Depot and I picked up some oak. And I what? Tossed that in the shit. And you tossed it in what? <laughs> See, when he called earlier, didn't you listen to, say, to Shay? Uh, Shay did said no, no, do that. Didn't you listen to Shay's program? <laughs> no, man, it's fucking delicious. <laughs> I put a whole two by four in there. <laughs> I got a table and half off because I had three legs. I said, I don't care. I'm cutting it up anyway. I whittled it into the carboy. I just sat there whittling. <laughs> I came out with a very nice oh. doorstop, too. It looked like a duck. 
<laughs> Why did you, you just put straight untoasted oak in your beer? Yeah. What yeah. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? No, I Get just, it out of there. <laughs> I just picked good? up a bunch oh. of the sawdust that was on the floor at the Home Depot. It was free. <laughs> on the floor of the bar. Is it good? I mean, do you? Uh, it can't be good. You no, said it was delicious. It was. It was uh, no, no. For for real, it was. Uh, no. It was Hungarian toast, medium. Uh-huh. Hungarian medium toast. Was it well Hungarian? And uh, <laughs> it was I, uh, I soaked it for three, for no, for two weeks in uh, Maker's Park. Yeah. And let it sit in the beer for three weeks, and it's it's He's hammered. Fucking phenomenal. Maker's okay. Mark. It's beeping phenomenal. Oh. It's, oh, sorry, I forgot the beat part. <laughs> I, oh, I got, I got the fuck part right, but I got the beep wrong. Beep. All right, VW, you are in the running, my friend, for number four oh, on the year. Fuck. Oh, fuck. I mean, beep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take us a quick break. V Dub's in the running for uh, DOTW. Uh, we'll do that when we come back. Plus, I got some Belgian candy sugar to give away, and then we're gonna wrap things up and get out of here. So, uh, oh, I got voicemail. I'll play some voicemail. No shit. Yeah, it's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Tasty, we've been giving you a lot of shit, but your brown is still better than uh, Shat's brown. A little roastier. It's uh, more chocolatey than Shat's. Yeah, I've been drinking them side by side. It is, and it's a little drier, a little cleaner, I think, in the well, finish. Well, clean, but yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I it's guess a lot cleaner in the finish. I don't mean, uh, I don't mean that his tastes dirty, yeah, I guess, no. but I guess by clean I mean it, it finishes nice and dry, it disappears. Yeah, it's uh, right. yours, uh, I don't it's know. If, I don't know if yours uh, finished lower than his, or uh, his yeah. just has some residual kind of. Uh, Homebrew sweetness hanging around. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. Yours is a little more. Uh, that you know, uh, stuff goes away. Some, somebody called called in a, a caller some time ago, asked if I'd if I'd put Pilsner uh, malt in this beer, and I said no, I didn't. But uh huh, I did. Well, I, take it, I take it back. I, <laughs> you did. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, he asked that because he knew I was kind of an, uh, enthused about the success I had with the American Pale Ale. So 
I tried it with this, and I actually like. I don't like it as much. It seems to be uh, took a little bit away from the multi maltiness of the beer. It's a good beer. I like that it's a little more chocolatey too. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna have to get Shat to adjust his a little bit. Isn't she gorgeous? Caller, we are talking to uh, John from New Mexico. What's happening, brother? Not much. What's going on? You know, just uh, doing what we do. Is this a drunk of the week call? I hope so. I, I just got annoyed with uh, hearing about somebody putting shit from Home Depot in their fucking beard, and so I'm <laughs> drunk enough to almost do that. So, <laughs> and, and apparently also to be angry about it. <laughs> Not only would I do it, but I'd no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I put fucking disgusting things in my beard, but other than that, I'm all right. That was a joke, fucker. The hell is this guy talking about? I know. <laughs> All right, John, what have you been drinking? Let us know the deal. Uh, um, I start off with about uh, four pints of uh, vid on tap, and then uh, my wife, my lovely wife brought me home a half-yard glass from the store today, so I drank four of those. That's a good one. You drink like a mile. You drink like a mile. Check this out, sweetheart. I know you like to drink a lot. I thought maybe if you drank it all out of one glass, it'd be easier on you. Here's a yard. If I I were in shape, it would be a lot more beer, but it it doesn't really mean that much because I'm fat. But then I did a tasting uh, for some uh, an all-bread swap we did online, and then... um, John, how fat are you? How much are we talking here? Um... Well, about yeah. What what the fuck do I weigh, Jess? About two fifty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how how tall are you? Four feet. Yeah, you fat fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, like I'm like three and a half feet tall. <laughs> no. Essentially, I'm, he's a roly poly. I don't know. I'm close to six feet. Um, but you know what? No, that's not too like fat. Personality, so it doesn't matter how fat I am. Okay. Well, plus you're married. I mean, once well, you're married, you'll be as fat well, as you yeah, want. I should say the broads like our personality, not not just mine. Yeah. The broads. <laughs> under under six it. feet no. and two fifty, you're you're alone. Yeah, I'm a fat fuck. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm giving you points for uh, I'm giving you points for being an honest dude, John from go. New Mexico. I like it a lot, man. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm nothing if not honest. Although I will say, uh, um, uh, I've always been a husky guy. Uh, I used my mom, the, the bitch, used to cut me from husky size in Sears, so. Quartering, no doubt. So she deserves uh, a little kick in the head yeah. for that. Yeah, really. yeah. Back yeah. to the nursing home while we picking that fucker up. My mom, oh. you know, uh, every time I brought a date home, she'd say, "Thanks for dating my fat son." Exactly. <laughs> so you're into husky <laughs> boys too, huh? Like, I don't care if you got a bigger mustache than him. Just fucking take him out of the house. <laughs> wow. Oh. That's like, what that's what she gets for buying you clothes. For great. keeping your big yeah, rear end in jeans. I'm telling you. I really like, I like angry him. fat John. <laughs> You're a bitch. Oh man. Ah. It was my birthday. She said, Hey, why don't you have another piece of cake, you load? Look at you. I had to buy oh, four she, cakes. She made two, one for everybody else, one for me, the bitch. <laughs> And, no, well, you you ate it though. It's like therapy now. <laughs> it's getting of weird. Of course I did. What do you think? I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> no, just real fat. <laughs> now, <laughs> now I want John's mom on the line too, so we could ask her. Oh about yeah. The poor guy. What's the number for the home? <laughs>
Oh man! All right, I'm putting John. I'm putting John right now at the top of the uh, the, uh, the drunk of the week list. Everybody, that's what we're doing right yeah, I can now. I go along with that. Yeah. All right, John. Wait, they told me I had potential when I was a fucking kid. Now this is what I'm. All right, you <laughs> found your true calling here. Yeah, this was this what you have potential for, and I congratulate you. You don't have to pay us three thousand dollars for this. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> All right, thanks, brother. Later. All right, there you go. Fat John from New Mexico. From smiling. That's a funny man right there. I like him. 888-401-BEER. We'll take a couple more of those. Uh, Plus, uh, we got a little game to play, too. Oh. Um, <clears throat> All right. Hey, uh, Bevo, you got any more of that cough medicine? Uh, <laughs> I want a big smile like yours. Is that what you're on? Uh, yeah. Really? Just go see Dr. Codeine. It's and amazing. Path Blue Ribbon. Oh, you have codeine, and you're not sure. You, you pour a little of that into my uh, yeah. tasty brown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'll make it best. Grape flavored. Oh, grape drink. We don't care. <laughs> Is Skype Share working with tonight? Obama. What? Is the Skype working? Yeah. It's working. Share it with Obama. Thank you, Jake. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. All right. Danger, danger, danger. That's right. Yeah. All right. So I got voicemails. I got to... Let's do voicemails, man. Yeah? I'm excited about this. Yeah. They're not that great. I didn't do a full mix. I just thought I'd play a couple of them. You know what we end up getting? We get a lot of... Uh, we just get a lot of voicemails of people saying, why didn't you answer the phone? See, that's retarded. And it's like talking to the voice machine. Why didn't you answer the... You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't know. It, yeah. it, it happens, and I get them... I'll Why play. didn't you answer the phone? So I deleted a whole bunch of voicemails, I think is the point. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's see what we got here. Um, play the first one for you. Really? 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 I spent all night drinking my way into Drunk of the Week, and then I get cut off mid-Drunk of the Week call. I wasted a lot of time. Look, listen. Listen. End of the show song. And I drink my way into Drunk of the Week. And I get cut off mid-Drunk of the Week call. Like, not even mid. Like, very, very beginning of Drunk of the Week call. Angry drunk. Angry drunk. I woke up. I woke up underneath my coffee table. And I deserved it. I deserve I... I get hung up on mid-call. I deserve show call in. I hate me. <laughs> is he drunk when he called? This is like God last damn week. damn it. He multiple goddamn lines. Multiple operators. Put JP on a phone. He's not doing anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, <he's... laughs> what the fuck? Who is this? I don't know. But I... in time. I, just really like, I woke up under nothing. my coffee table and I deserved it. I pinch my big so wait, fat tits uh, and cry in the I, bathroom. What I don't understand is he's still drunk, or is he drunk again, or is this just how this whole sounds? It's a lot. A lot of these he's, happen he's like drunk, like late on Sunday night, you yeah. know, after the shows. And uh, here's another one. Justin, you no talent hack. You just friended me on Facebook, you and Sully, and Shat. And stop giving Shat so much shit. Chad's the man. Chad-tastic, baby. There you go. Chad's dad. Apparently, uh, Chad's Chad. cousin had nothing to do. Chad has <laughs> one fan. Yeah. I don't know. They found any, him. Whoever says stop giving Chad <laughs> shit, man. Why? 
I wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. Oh, Jesus. That is truly what I wish I was to be. Because if I was an Oscar Mayer wiener, then everyone would be in love with JT. There we are. They just don't say it. That was heartfelt. That was heartfelt. That was stupid. Oh. <laughs> this, is, this is what we get on our uh, on our voicemail. You can always call in during the week. It's 888-401-BEER. We don't answer when we're not on the air, so uh, you can leave yourselves a message. Justin, you're the biggest ass out in the world. No, just joking. You guys are amazing. Anyway, me and my buddy were OMG. fucking drinking mad beers for Thanksgiving, and we're hammered by now. It's maybe like, I don't know, 4, four no, 2 o'clock on Thanksgiving. You guys are amazing. We fucking, we've drank Allagash. We've drank 21 APA in, in cans. That's right, cans. Uh, we've drank fucking... Uh, Russian River, Damnation, we've drank, uh, Alesmith, we've drank fucking, uh, what, what have we drank? Unibrew, we've drank, uh, Downstream Unibrew? No, no, Dogfish Head, uh, Palo Santo. There you go. <laughs> on and on. You think that's it, don't you? Justin, part two, one message, you part rule, two. JP's gay, fucking Doc's a drunk, Mike McDowell rules, uh, fucking Bebo's hot. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so me and my buddy drinking Allagash, He's fucking gotta be drunk. Dogfish Head, Palo Santos, uh, Russian River Damnation, uh, two bottles of Cantillon, two different ones. God in a can, tasty crack cans, um, fucking, what else are we drinking, dude? We're drinking, like, seriously, dude, we have, like, fucking 30 different bottles, I swear to God, like 30 different 22s, or, or fucking, thir- no, 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 thir- yeah, 30 different 70, 75. I remember my first beer, too. So there you go, <laughs> exactly. Really? Do you? I do, actually. Do you? Rogue Shakespeare Stout. That was your first beer? My first beer was a Coors Light. Yeah, it would Hey, be. I'm leaving a message for the brewing dudes. <laughs> yeah. The Brewing Network, yeah. They're going to get this in the morning. It's got some laugh track back there. <laughs> Hello, Justin. <laughs> Hello, my little friend, JT. <laughs> Hello, just little doc. Okay, choose. <laughs> what the God. fuck? Uh, you know, I imagine it's like these... a bad imitation of a bad imitation. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, of a nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> and, I just I, I picture these people in like you know drag. I don't know why. I don't know, but I love it. I keep calling eight 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 four zero one beer. It's uh, it's fun. You want it again, don't you? I do want it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Ah, oh, you fucked up the 
I'm sorry. <laughs> the, last, the last part's the best part. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. It does make you feel dirty. But yeah, he gets, you know, he's yelling at you the whole time, and then he goes, <laughs> please. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. All right, one more. One more voicemail. Hello, Justin. This is Schumann. I'm sitting in the uh, living room right now, just scratching my balls and polishing my gun. I mean, my 22. I just want to say, you're a fucking ass clown. I've never liked you. You sure sucks. <laughs> and uh, you're ugly and you can't read good. Hope that was enough. I can't you read shit. good. <laughs> See what I have to put up with? My, my own roommate's call. The voice line. I like how really? like he's trying to show off polishing his 22. Yeah. yeah. Polishing my gun. My 22. <laughs> BB rifles laugh at a 22. Come on. You're ugly and you don't read it. I just wanted it. to clarify that it wasn't his balls. <laughs> Man. Probably scratching shoe lights balls. Who wouldn't be? Hurt, like. I know. It's not like how he gets polite at the end. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. Creepy oh. but polite. Stephanie said that's blop or glop. I just, I just want to say. I love you. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Tell Stephanie to call in. All right, so it looks like we're not having more Drunk of the Week callers. We have our two contestants. We have V-Dub. We're going to end the competition for that because i got to start a new one. Yeah. We had V-Dub and we had uh, Angry Fat John. Angry Fat. From yeah. uh, <clears throat> New Mexico. There's uh, uh, Bebo. Yes. Wake up. Put the cock down. Wake V-Dub up. V-Dub or Angry Fat John, what's your vote? I'd like to remain. I was playing with the button, sorry. Vote. I'd like to I don't care. be vote. Switzerland here. Vote. I hate you. I'll come back. Okay. No, I think Fat John was funnier, but I think uh, VW's way drunker. So he's your vote. Yes. V-Dub from Bevo. JP. Uh, V-Dub. V-Dub from Jipper. Tasty. Uh, angry Fat John. That's my man. Uh-oh. Tiebreaker. Hit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going Angry Fat John, Oh, man. there we go. Oh, so we've got, a, we've got a tie. There's only four of us in the studio. Oh, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go grab a third... Uh, well, why don't Have we... Stephanie call in. She's out there lurking. We can spin a dildo for it. If Stephanie or Sully are lurking, then we'll let them be the deciding vote. Uh, 888-401-BEER. You guys know the number. Steph or Sully. Please keep the line clear for a second, except for Steph and Sully. And then we'll start our new contest in a second. got to give away some Belgian candy sugar for All you right. guys, so you can oh, do some yeah. good brewing with that stuff. Um, so 888-401-BEER. Sully or Steph, you're going to be our deciding factor on Drunk of the Week tonight. V-Dub or um, Angry Fat, Fat John. You know, John. so we were all at the twenty one A on Friday night for the yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. repeal celebration. Yeah, they did their whole repeal a week, and uh, we went to the repeal celebration on Friday after the, uh, the CBS brewcast. Headed down there, and you know what? Uh, you know the only thing that was disappointing to me about the whole party? Mm, I was there. Sorry, the 
a second thing I was disappointed oh. <laughs> with about the whole party yeah. that I wasn't there for the whole thing, man. It was such oh, a yeah. badass party at 2 and 8 when we got there. But we missed a parade part, too, where they actually marched from Justin Herman Plaza in downtown San Francisco all the way to the 2 and A. I heard that was a riot with a band. And apparently the band was older than the repeal of Prohibition itself, which is also <laughs> just great. Seriously, they were really old. Yeah. They were older than Sully. No, no, you saw the band up there. The oh. band that marched with them was older. Oh, it was a different band. Then the band that was at 2 and A, yes. Ah, I thought yeah. it was the same band. No, different band. And I'm sorry I missed that. Um, but then, so by the time we got to the 2 and A, they had the whole mezzanine upstairs kind of, it was a speakeasy. They had it all cordoned off. Uh, so you could only get in there if you had if you had signed up for their Twitter account and you got the yeah. uh, actual password to get in. And... Um, who do we have? Sully or Stephanie? Steph? We got Steph on there. Um, you could only get in with the password, and you go up there, and it's all kind of uh, curtained off. It, usually you can see the whole restaurant, but they've curtained it off. Mm-hmm. Killer band playing up oh, there. Yeah. All 20s music, uh, 30s, I guess, whatever. Uh, what a just a good time that we it had. It was great. Then. It was great. Steph, my dear, what's happening? Justin, how are you? Uh, we're doing great. Uh, before we continue our two and a discussion, you realize that uh, your vote is going to be the tiebreaker for Drunk of the Week. Uh, yes, and I do have to go with the angry, the angry guy. Okay, all right, then. Fat John is the Good winner decision, Steph. of Drunk of the Week, Stephanie. Thank you. And do you want to tell us why? <laughs> he was just funny. Yeah. Sally and I were laughing at him. And definitely drunk. But it, it's not funny of the and week, you know. Drunk. The other guy was drunk too, but the angry fat guy was funnier. Yeah. And I like to laugh, so he. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm always enough. funnier when I'm drunk. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and sometimes fatter. Yeah. That's uh, right. You know, I'm, I'm always. They're just, they're just funnier. I'm always funnier when I'm fat. Okay. Uh, congratulations, Fat John from New Mexico. You need to send your address to me, Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. Oh, he gets his medal. He gets his medal. Oh, we will be JP. sending out the medal. You can wear it with pride, and maybe someday you'll wear that and nothing else. And. Uh, <laughs> So, Steph, um, you were at the repealibration ceremony with us. But I was. You weren't dressed was, up, though. It was a great time. Yeah. Man, all the waitresses were... And just walking up, I missed the parade. I got out of school late, and then by the time I got over there, I did miss the parade. But just walking up and seeing Nico in the yellow and black striped suit. <laughs> the zoot suit, yes. Yeah, a lot of zoot suits. With a sign. But more importantly, as JP points out, all of the uh, oh, waitresses oh were in those God, little, little flapper 20s flapper dresses. Oh, The waitresses man. looked really hot. Yes, yeah, super I had, hot. I do have, they looked great. Yeah, I lo- yeah the, the, waiter, the, the bartender upstairs, the Aaron... Yeah. Love her. Yeah, I almost had to Love go into the, the new Sully trough in the bathroom and uh, finish my <laughs> but business. But even the uh, waitresses downstairs, everybody looked great. It oh, was yeah. great that like even the bussers dressed up in zoots. Like, everybody yeah. was dressed up, and everybody was celebrating, and the bands were great, and the beer was great, and everyone was there just to have a great time. Well, Sully had a good time. time. I could tell. Yeah. Well, Sully, uh, was, uh, Sully was living up for Peelabration. Uh, Sully was living, <laughs> was living it up. Of course, and I loved it. The next day, he commented. He goes, "That was just like it's like the day after New Year's Eve." Yeah, true. Of course, all the busters got excited about it. They get free clothes. They did. Yeah, Nico bought Nico bought the outfits. They, oh, he did. Uh, oh, sweet. Them. Yeah. Well, I I actually was really disappointed in myself that I forgot that Me you too. could. It was a great excuse to dress up in in like twenties and thirties garb. Do you? I would have loved that. Oh, no, what? I would have gone and got. You just go down to the you know the Salvation. The you can find shop. it. A costume shop. It's just a fun reason to dress up and act like you're in another era. And the way they really uh, cordoned off the the mezzanine up top, you could have you know. Know, if you were drunk enough, really gotten into the fact that you were oh, in another totally. era. And the people in the corner playing blackjack. 
Yes, there was and all the, the girls sitting on everybody's laps. It was it was. Oh, I miss that. That's see where, what I'm saying. I missed where, all these good. Points. That's where Crazy Bitch was for a good portion. <laughs> I was sitting on everyone's lap. Playing I can't believe Crazy Bitch was nice. there. I've been dying to meet this woman, and I didn't even know she was there. No, no, no. Let's hang on. Hang on a second. Right now, I'm going to straighten a few things out. She's not crazy bitch. There's only one crazy well, bitch. Well, she's the new one. Uh, but then you have to say oh, that because so like uh, she's NCB bitch. or something. Because crazy bitch, there's a one and I don't think another person no, no. on the All planet right. exists. That's a good point. So you've not. I, I think the confusion is that people will think now they've met crazy bitch and nobody's met crazy yeah, bitch. Yeah, that's, good. that's a good point. Shoe Light's the only person on the planet other than Chet that's met crazy bitch. All right. Okay. So you, what you saw was the new uh, crazy bitch who's, who's. Crazy bitch 2.0. And 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 really, we're gonna probably need another name because she needs a new name. Because she's not she can't be crazy bitch. No, and she's not even close to what crazy bitch was. I mean, I'm not saying the girl's not a nutcase, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's a different kind of thing. It's a different, yeah. It's a, it's a different league altogether. Is that you, JP? No, Chad calls her that. He does. Oh. He yeah. That's that's yeah. Jessica. Chad started it, you know, saying that she's the new crazy bitch. I'm just saying that for for radio purpose and, and even right. even for description purposes, it's not fair. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, no. it's not fair to the real crazy bitch. That's what it is. She's earned that shit. <laughs> well, but you. So you didn't meet the new girl though either. No. No. Oh. No, I did. I didn't meet her. Yeah, she's been around. She's well. Yeah, she. Has. <laughs> is she, does she I'm just here? kidding. Is she from out of town? No. You know what the pro- you know what the only problem I have with the new crazy bitch? I is? know exactly what you're about to say. Uh, those of you who have been listening to the BN for a long time, uh, you'll you'll know a little bit about this. Uh, I had a roommate before Schumann, um, who was just <laughs> awful. DJ no DJ aim. Matt Smelly ass. Uh, like he opened his. Uh, that's the stories you heard on the air. Was that the guy would oh you open his door to the bedroom and the whole house would smell like feet and <laughs> the guy and he couldn't make it into the toilet when he peed so there was always this disgusting a, puddle just right a, by the seat it was yeah, so gross yeah just a total dude the guy still owes me like 400 bucks total douche and she was a, a friend of his that came around like that's how that's how Shat met her was he she came around back then the old this one this one, really, the new the yeah, NCB. They've known each other for a long time. They have. They used to, uh, you know, have a good time Is it together serious back now? then. Like play shoots and ladders. Or I don't know if it's getting serious. I wish Chat was here right now. Although he doesn't answer. I asked him point blank because I wanted to know too, and he said he's answered. His answer to me was no. Yeah, I don't think it is because she parties real hard, and you know, Chad, he's just he's cool just to hang out and talk. You know, right. not, not that he doesn't have a good time, but he's, he's really like reserved. Well, and he's a cool yeah. hustler, and, and too. She, yeah, and she'll just go around and eat you up, dude. She, if you're in her way, she <laughs> will devour you. <laughs> no, not, not no, like you. I remember yeah. seeing her when we were all downstairs, but she was really kind of, her eyes were on Chad. Oh. I was at the other end of the table. Because she was what? ready to eat. He was about <laughs> to get on a plane to Jamaica. She had to yeah. eat him up first. Yeah, she had been sick for a few days, too. She, she so, needed a top off. Did she, uh, <laughs> Tasty, did she ravage him in the back of your car on the way well, to the Well, I wouldn't airport? let him in the back together because I... You would, because you, know, you knew. I knew, yeah. <laughs> You're like, someone's riding the front. I'm not a goddamn yeah. chauffeur. Yeah, I'm not going to do that shit. Oh, man. That was a good choice, Tasty. Well, when I said, I got the airport, I said I'd stand outside the car if they wanted to get do the dirty deed or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chetty bolted. Yeah. <laughs> but please put down a mat first. Well, I had a towel in there. So <laughs> My dog oh. hangs out back there, My please. dog's towel. <laughs> oh. well, see, she looked desperate, so. See, she's one, she comes around, uh, you know, in daylight and stuff, so uh, she's one that potentially we could put on the air, but I don't know how fun it would be because... Uh, I don't think she knows yet that Shat's a cold hustler. 
And, and Chad would be sweating bullets, I think, at that point. <laughs> he would just look really uncomfortable. Dude. Yeah, that poor bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we're just ruining his social life. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Listeners, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> that, that for your entertainment, we ruin Chad's personal life. Uh, I like Chad. He might, he'll forgive us. <laughs> yeah. He'll forget. He'll never know. All right. Steph, you have a cute laugh. I, I just keep uh, you on here with you. Uh, keep doing your little yeah. <laughs> in the back. My giggle. Yeah. But We're, thank you for your vote on uh, Drunk of the Week. I won. Where are your hands right yeah. now? Yeah. yeah. Appreciate Drunk that. JP. <laughs> uh, Drunk of the Week, uh, Angry Fat John. You can thank Steph for calling yeah. and voting. And, Congratulations. Uh, now we each have a medal. <laughs> there you go. And uh, please thank Solly Froster for throwing a great party. Uh, <laughs> well, I will. Yeah. Do, do you want to say hello? Yeah, put him oh, on. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Do we want to? I don't know. If he's recovered, I don't know. He could still he's be. He's recovered. We actually went out. Um, we uh, went to a Christmas tree farm, and we sawed down a tree. Oh, wow. Today. Wow. You sure Sully didn't pay two people to do it? Is that legal in no, California? No, he did it on his own. He sawed. He looks great. <laughs> he took his shirt off. He put on flannel. It's a lumberjack. And then he took me right there by the, <laughs> he by the farm. He had a corn cob pipe. <laughs> <laughs> he looks great. He looked good. <laughs> so, no, he's recovered. He's right here. You guys have a great night. Thanks, Steph. Bye, Later. Steph. Hey, how, how much does, like, Stephanie sound like a cartoon character? I don't know. <laughs> but she <laughs> has it. I was here at the treehouse, and I was listening to her on the air, and I was like, she sounded like she could be, like, in The Simpsons or something. She does. She has, that vo- she has a cute giggle, though. Yeah, she could do some voiceover work. It's almost something. like we just wanted to sit around giggling on the microphone all the time. <laughs> And then it became like a PerizHilton.com episode of, like, the Brewing Network, where everybody's gossiping about everybody else. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Who's going to be Shat's new BFF? <laughs> <laughs> and let me just tell you something. Never go down to Santa Cruz to cut your own tree down. That's yeah, what's, uh, it's not worth it. It costs, like, 80 bucks. You get, like, a branch that has, like, a... It's like two inches round. It's, it's just absolutely ridiculous. I thought you'd go into... I don't understand the paying thing. I thought you'd go and cut your own kind of thing. Well, you know, I, I think they have that, but I own a liquor license and an establishment. <laughs> yeah. If I did that in, like, you know, a national park land, I'd go to jail. Yes. Either that or you'd get burnt by hippies up in Santa Cruz. Exactly. Dude, you're, what are you doing, man? Don't harsh my tree. <laughs> exactly. Hey, man, like, God planted that thing for everybody you enjoy, man. Not just you <laughs> on Christmas. Yeah, man. What is really Christmas about, man? It's about giving, right? But you can't take from the earth while you're giving to other people. It's a representation of Mother Nature gift to us and you put your gifts underneath it man that like nixes out and it cancels the whole thing man jesus hates trees yeah in 10 years i totally <laughs> plan on living in that <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow but what was the motivation then to go cut your own tree you just thought it'd be cool you know i uh, a couple friends of mine actually the beer geek tv people meredith and chris they yeah. had told me they were going to do it you know and i got a five-year-old son uh, and i was like you know this sounds like kind of a cool idea he was sort of into it it was you know right it was i think i was more into the idea of it and uh, you know of course rallied the troops and went down there but it, it was a, i'll tell you what it was a nice thing to do after the week-long celebration that went on because that thing just took the life out of me <laughs> yeah, see i bet that's what I'm, i was thinking that just the tree cutting sounds exhausting never mind after yeah. a week of repealabration yeah. did you bring a five-gallon keg out there to kind of in between cuts i i should have actually it took like 10 seconds to cut the thing down he could have pushed it over it sounds like about as long to take my atm card as well all right paul bunyan here we go not only did he cut down a tree he did it with a two-stroke chainsaw (laughs) exactly (laughs) stroke uh hey dude the party on friday was awesome so thanks for that
Yeah, I, I was I was really blown away. Uh, Lloyd Knight, our uh, general manager, he just went all out with the setup of the upstairs area. Yeah, good little job. Speakeasy and everything, and and the band was great. Yeah, those guys were a little old. <laughs> no, they were but, awesome. Uh, they they did a great job. We had a, we hired a photographer to take some great shots, and oh, we cool. had a guy videotaping the whole thing, and so. It was just, uh, we're definitely every year, I don't know if we'll do the parade every year, right. but we're, we're going to try to own that holiday every year. I think it just makes sense. We right? should. I don't know why we didn't think of it before. But. No, you really should. And even, uh, I think that as it grows, I mean, I could almost see your whole place being a speakeasy after a couple of years. Yeah. The upstairs was so fun, and they, not only was the mezzanine all like, um, uh, they had drapes kind of so that you, you couldn't see in, but even the stairway, so where you walk up from oh, the yeah. restaurant floor, they had the drapes there, and a young lady in the flapper dress except you know you had to give her the password <laughs> even to get up there just the, you knew from the moment at the bottom of of the stairs that it yeah. was another experience you were about to do it's tons of fun just a good way to do you're it you're talking like you were born in the 20s and then they had a young lady down there because hot chick you got it no because you when because then you're not thinking of they didn't say hot chick in the in the in the 20s 30s they said yeah a, but it's you know dame i should have said dame dame i'm trying to think what they did say when i was that when I was back then. Yeah, when you were a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Who was 18? Hey, lady! A, p- <laughs> a piece of ace. Nah, it was fun. You had Sully up there and oh, uh, yeah. Zoot Suit. Oh, he was into it, man. Yeah, it was cool, man. So good that party. Suit party. That suit was way too small for me, though. Again, I mean, last time we did, we dressed up like this. Uh, we had a big party um, on our fifth year anniversary, and uh, they got me a suit. I was out of town, and Nico like ordered it up from some costume place, and it was way too small, and uh, again, uh, way too small. Ah, <laughs> uh, made your package look big. You're all right. Yeah, it did. I'm glad you were looking. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? Now, good time, Sully. Appreciate it. Yeah. and I like the fact oh. that you, it's like it's coming. It's becoming kind of the after uh, after five o'clock show on KYOU. Yeah, uh, place to hang out. I like. Yeah. That. Do you realize that we've uh, we've not missed a Friday? Actually, every show we go to the two one A and um, just kind of hang out and unwind. We can mm-hmm. press and talk about the show. We do. We it's, do. And you know what? It's there's really no other place that we talk about going to. It kind of goes, hey, ready to go to the two one A? Just because it's fun and relaxing, and we're so ready for a beer at that point. And yeah. Uh, yeah. and there's chicks, <laughs> and there, and you have hot employees. Yeah. You know what's great about that too? I mean, the girls are beautiful at the Twenty First Amendment. Yes. They totally buy into. They they were the ones that wanted to wear the outfits. They yeah. liked the whole dress. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah they, they were really more enthusiastic. Now. You can tell. It's even better. They're ready to go. How many of them talk about us when we leave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, one other thing. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be. Give a moment for the cricket uh, sound. Say again. Sorry. Did you give me cricket sound there? I didn't. No, we were get, we were going to give him the JP. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, that's something that new. Happen. That's all right. What what happened? Well, I'm do- next Friday. I'm, I'm going to be on KFOG actually, eight o'clock in the morning. For uh, actually, Dave Morey is is retiring from KFOG's morning show. Really? And moving to Michigan, so it'll be the last show I get to do with him. So, do you know what's going to happen with the show yet? You know, I have no idea. Apparently, this was announced back in October, and uh, uh, I, I haven't even talked to Greg, the producer, but I have no clue what's going to happen. If you're not a Bay Area radio geek, you probably don't care about this, but Dave Morey's a bit of a legend around here, and he ha- he's a fantastic radio personality. He's got a golden radio voice, I'll tell you that right now. The guy's yeah. got a vo- uh, Everybody in radio is envious of, of Dave Morey's voice. It's, it's really nice. Uh, He's been doing it for a long time, though. So I'm really curious what K Fog's going to do about a morning show without Dave. I mean, he's the show. Yeah, he's kind of the one. When they do have guest 
DJs that go in there, they kind of, you, you sense his absence, so. Yeah. That's uh, radio, though. Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe they're looking for two dynamic young individuals. Uh, not our audience, JP. No. We would get uh, chased out of there within one segment. I'm quite but sure. But I tell you this, if they gave Justin the job, he would just trash this whole thing and be on his way. I'm out of here. See you later. <laughs> 200 grand? <laughs> yeah. Well, not just that. I have a lot of respect for KFOG. It is one of my favorite stations on the planet just because they do it right. They haven't sold out as a radio station yet. They're really a good station. So yeah. that's a kind of a bummer. So you're going to be there Friday. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be pouring beer on Friday. Okay. Talking beer. Are you yeah. going to be on our show Friday? I I am going to be on your show. I really yeah. wanted to be on it with Christian because I've known Christian. I was the one that kind of suckered him into this whole industry. I mean, uh, got him into it. You mentioned that and, on the show. Uh, yeah, we did I talk really about it. I wanted to be on the show this past Friday, but it, it didn't work out with the parade and all that. Oh, no, sure, sure. Well, you can call next for this coming Friday, Media Day, and just do it with us in the afternoon. I will do that. All right, cool. We got Adam Lamoro from Linden Street. You know Linden Street. He's uh, a great guy. Actually, he did work at uh, Steelhead Brewing Company uh, for a little bit when I was there. there I mean, after I just after I left, actually. So I'm pretty sure I've never booked a guest on either show that Sully <laughs> isn't uh, related to in some way. Yeah, I know that hasn't guy. Hired or slept with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. Do the show with us Friday also if you can. And sounds like 8 a.m. on KFOG as well if you're in the Bay. All right, guys. Thanks, Sully. Hey, Beaver, are you okay? She's just playing with dildos. Playing with dildos. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. She's okay. got the codeine rolling. I heard about you taking some medication, or I'm just a little worried. I'm just a little, I had a little cold. I'm better now. Okay. And, and now I'm fucking yeah. high. Yeah. But I had a cold, but now I see colors. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Will you take care of yourself? Thank you. <laughs> Later, right. Sully. See you, bye. Oh, right. little beauty. <clears throat> there you go. The great Sully. 218. 563nd Street. Two blocks from Giants Park. Quite the place. <laughs> All right. Guess what number JP is thinking gets you a bottle of candy sugar, and then we are out of here. Guess JP's number. It's 888-401. Oh, we already have a caller that's, that's well, something I have, else? I have to. Oh. Clear it if it's not a. Just go ahead and clear it. 888-401-BEER. It's guess JP's number. JP, go ahead and write down your one number. Through, I already got it. 1 through 25? Or okay, 1 through one, 20? What do you want to do? Uh, 1 through 25. 1 through 25. And uh, please uh, write it down. Pass it to Bevo, because she'll be taking the... Oh, yeah. If I give it to Bevo, it'll be the number one, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's guess JP's number. I guess I'll just start answering them live, and uh, we'll take the number. 888-401-BEER. Uh, caller, guess JP's number. Uh, I don't like guess his number. Okay. 888-401-BEER. <laughs> I'm only taking your call if you're guessing JP's number. 888-401-BEER. Caller, guess JP's number. 888-401-BEER. It's between 1 and 25, and we will give you both a bottle of dark candy and light candy sugar from Belgian Candy Sugar, Inc. Caller, guess JP's number. Guess JP's number. 11. Nope. Not 11. <clears throat> Didn't it happen last time that the very first caller... The very first uh, caller got it, yeah, last time. And then it ended up being the last caller. Well, obviously the last caller got it right. Okay. 888-401-BEER. Caller, guess JP's number. Caller, you're on the line. Guess JP's number. All right. 888-401-BEER is the number. I'm just going to pick it right up on the air if you're calling in and take it as we go. Caller, (laughs) you're on the line. Guess JP's number. 12. 
Is it 12, JP? Nope. It's not 12. Thank you for calling. 888-401-BEER. It's uh, one of the most popular games in Brewing Network history. <laughs> in beer entertainment history. Not you to can't mention, put it down. Not to mention one of the most clever. Caller, you are on the line. Guess JP's number. 24. What? 24, 24. I said. Oh. No, it is not 24. Thank you for the call. But it's a good show. I thought he said 2012. I thought he called you a whore. Guess the number between zero and 2012. You're a whore. <laughs> Caller, you're on the line. Guess JP's number. How about number four? You've got to love him. Bug Eater, it is number four. <laughs> yeah, son of a bitch. And I can it. tell your voice. That means you're calling into the BN too much, Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> just not, this is your mother. What are you talking about? Not for my taste, but you just must have nothing better to do lately. I can tell your voice right off the bat. Bug Eater has just won himself some Belgian candy sugar. Way to go, Bug. Wow. Hey, did you already win, or was that just Drunk of the Week that you already won? I think I won it last time. You won the Belgian candy sugar last time, didn't you? It. Oh, he did, didn't he? I can't give it to you then, Bug. i got to get a new winner. Oh, no, don't give it to me, for heaven's sakes. Let somebody else have it. All right, All right. i got to think of a new Let's number Let's do now. that. Thanks, Bug. Sure. All right, new, no, new number. All right. Damn it, if Bug. If you've won Belgian candy sugar in the last you know month or two, let's just say right now, don't call in and guess JP's number. Picking a brand new number, uh, 888-401-BEER. JP is picking a brand new number between 1 and 25, the most exciting game in radio history. <laughs> And uh, oh my gosh, yes. God! I hope we get one of those quick guesses. We should patent this game. Is it ready, JP? It's wrong. It's ready. Caller, you're on the air. Guess JP's number. Nah, twenty-four. It is not twenty-four. Nope. Thank but you. It's for a the good call. show. It's eight 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 four zero one beer. Eight 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 four zero one beer. Call in. Guess JP's number. You're going to win yourself a couple bottles of Belgian candy sugar. Caller, you're on the line. Guess JP's number. Is it seven, Jipper? It is not. It's not seven. Thank you for the call. 888-401-BEER. 888-401-BEER. Guess JP's number. You want to take a stab, Tasty? I'll give you some better. Uh, yeah, uh, 12. Is it 12, JP? It's not 12. It's not oh, 12. Geez. Anybody's calling in right now. Keep in mind, it's not 12. Caller, you're on the line. It's not 12. What is <laughs> JP's number? 19. Nope. It's not 19. Sorry, buddy. It's not 12, and it's not 19. And it's not 24, right. and it's not 7. Pick the hard number. <laughs> I did pick a hard number. Wow. You picked one that's really elusive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Between 1 and 25. Well, it's a good range. <laughs> uh, by the way, everybody, please turn your radios down if you're uh, jumping in on the phone uh, so I don't get that uh, annoying echo. Caller, you're on the line. What is JP's number? 12. Whoa. Say it again. 12. Uh, it's not 12 still. Uh, still. Still not, not 12. Still not 12. <laughs> Hasn't changed yet. 888-401-BEER. The number's not 12. Caller, you're on the line. What is JP's number? 13. Is no. It, it's not 13. No, no it oh, is not. I don't think it's close. What an exciting, action-packed game this is. Just his favorite age of girls. <laughs> oh, Vivo. Very nice. She knows me all too well. <laughs> Caller, you're on the line. What's JP's number? Four. Is it four? No, it was four. Uh, it was four the first time. Well, you could have <laughs> changed it. It's not uh, I four. You might keep it the same. <laughs> that's a good yeah, uh, that thing, yes, Yeah, his mental powers aren't that strong, so it's good. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? 888-401-BEER. Uh, <laughs> Caller, you're on the line. What's Jipper's number? 16. No. Ooh, that's a good guess. It though. is not 16. I think that's close. It's a good age, too. It's a great age. <laughs> All right, the two of you. No, that's for, enough. For scotch. 888-401-BEER. 
Call in Guest Jipper's number. Bevo's hanging herself with her headphones. Oh, yeah, that's it. Here, hang yourself with this dildo. And Caller, I have faith in you. You're on the line. What is JP's number? Number one. No. That's a dumb guess. Because JP would never be number one. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> number two. Oh. 888-401-BEER. poop joke. Give us a call. No. That, was, that was a good poop joke. Thanks, Beavis. I'm glad to see that codeine's kicking in. <laughs> or wearing off. Glad to see that grape drink is really doing you well. <laughs> Caller, you're on the line. What's JP's number? How about 17? Jipper? It's number 17. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Who are we talking to, brother? Dave. God, I hope it was Bug Danny. Eater again. Dave, where are you calling from? Banning, California. Channing? Banning. No. Banning. Nobody lives in Banning. I've driven by that exit. <laughs> wow. Dave from Banning. Dave is Banning. <laughs> That's like off five in the middle of nowhere, right? No, it's off the 10, yeah. yeah. Between Palm Springs and, and good old San Bernardino. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where I know Banning from. That's even worse than being off five. <laughs> good for you. That's like being from Hesperia. Oh, wait. That's where I'm from. Almost. It's like being uh, from El Cipro- <laughs> Oh, wait. <laughs> that's where you're from. You're in a room full of people from nowhere, so that's all right, Dave. Completely. All right. You've won yourself a couple bottles of Belgian candy sugar. Have you brewed a Belgian beer yet? Not yet, man. I've been brewing, though. All right. about 10 or 12 batches in my belt. Oh, good. Well, word around the campfire, I've not used it myself, but uh, rumor has it this is the best stuff to use if you're going to use uh, candy sugar in your Belgian. So. It's fantastic. All right. All you got to do is uh, send me an email, if you would, uh, with your information and mailing address, and we'll get it right out to you. It's justin at thebrewingnetwork.com, and I'll make sure you get your candy okay. sugar ASAP. I'll, I'll tell you how you know you're going to get it. I'm not shipping it. The candy sugar does it to you direct, so they're very nice, and they know that I'll fuck it up. So you'll get it very soon, Dave. You said wood and dress. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Good guess. Later. All right. Dave from Banning. Bebo, no. shut up. Wow. Don't encourage him. And enough with that thing. It's not been funny okay, any time that you hit it. You God hit it, damn it. 13 times. Did, it, did Tasty laugh even once? Not even once. Well, no, but Tasty rarely smile. laughs outside. And I figured you weren't saying anything, so it was sometimes funny. Okay? That's what I thought. I'm sorry. All the funny things that's happened between you and Bevo this show happened off the goddamn microphone. And by the way, that should be against the rules in here. All the dildos coming out of the uh, the thing that's... What's that guy's name that you keep pressing the button? Paul Hogan or some shit. I don't yeah. fucking know Your his little name. Paul Hogan doll. Yeah. All that stuff was funny. Everything funny that you did, you did off that's the That's why air. we need a webcam. That's why you need to put down visuals and start thinking audio. It's harder to think past this. <laughs> I mean, that's just classic radio. Stern can't think of that shit. <laughs> About playing a voice box from a doll? <laughs> <laughs> that was the only time it was funny. Right there. All right. And Tasty, I know you're happy about this. I believe that wraps up our business for the week. We are done? You said business. Well, we've given away our DOTW. Wait a minute. Sure? We've given away our candy sugar. Bebo says no, though. <clears throat> we've insulted Chad and his uh, social life. <laughs> yeah, he blew his whole social life right now. I pretty much think that's a, that's a Sunday night right there, You know right? what we forgot to do? It's is, about as much damage as we could do. We forgot to ask, uh, make sure, Sully, we get our, our roped off uh, uh. roped off table at the, the 2-1-A on Fridays. Oh, yeah. Because no, no. oh. they're so busy. There's, it takes like 45 minutes for us Tell to get a table of eight. You know, we roll eight deep when we go there. 
Since it's our official place? Yeah, I mean, it, we roll eight people deep every night, without fail, every time. So we need uh, a section, man. Sully, call us back right now if you get a second. To, uh, Preferably upstairs where, uh, uh, you know, hotness is. I don't know if we can get a, if we can get a, vel- uh, yeah. a, a velvet roped off... Uh, section of the 2&A every Friday night. Yeah, the corner table. See, yeah. I can't, you don't really want that, do you? Oh, I think it'd be great. Oh, like, come on. right smack dab in the middle of the restaurant so oh. everyone has to watch us eat. I just feel like such an asshole. Because... At least a reservation. We are just assholes. I and know. And so sitting behind yeah. a velvet rope or something is retarded. Yeah. It's so retarded. I think it's great. What if... All right, what about this? Right. What if we... we um, only your seat is velvet roped up. <laughs> so we're at a table, but only where JP sits. Yeah, sort of like quarantine. Has a, yeah. has a velvet rope around. No, not quarantine, no, Mike. I think more positive, okay? Because <laughs> that, I think that'd be that's more our style if we just rope off one person. <laughs> and I'm just I'm just like two seats away from everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're at the same thing. Like even we stare at you. <laughs> you know, it'd be great is to have like a, you know, like a, a four walled like shower curtain or something. So I'm just sitting in there in this pre made booth. Yeah, that'd be great. That's what I'm talking about. As fantastical as this is, <clears throat> you're done. You want to go? Go. Okay. Yeah. Right. Bevo has Sam to get home. To. All right. We'll work on the roped off. Uh, okay. This please video. do. No, I'm over being funny now. I'm just tired. Oh. I'll Knowing wait. Sully, uh, he'll probably end up. Uh, Putting our roped off section like in the new uh, urinal <laughs> in the bathroom. Out in the alley. Yeah. yeah. Out in the alley. Exactly. Oh, that'd be great. Now that it's winter. Bebo, don't give me that look. You've been sitting there giggling and playing with dildos yeah. all night. Yeah, I'm, and now you're fine. giving me that uh, let's get out of here. I need more codeine look. I do need more You're fiending. Codeine. All scratching on herself. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Thanks to Keith Lemke from the Siebel Institute yeah, of Technology and uh, World Brewing Academy. Keith did a great job tonight. Go uh, to the website. It's SiebelInstitute.com, and you can find his email there if you have any questions for him to send over. Don't forget the Brewing Network Christmas Tree-a-thon, where all you have to do is send in a hideous ornament uh, to the BN for your chance to win uh, a six-pack of beer from Tasty, Doc, The Shat, and possibly Jamil, if I can get them yeah. out to bottle up some beer. I'm yeah. going to make one for next week. You're going to make an ugly one. ornament? I'm making the one. The tree will be in studio by next week. Okay. We will have our own right. ugly tree, and we're going to need some ugly ornaments. Mom had another good idea, actually, Uh-oh. to sit us around the table with the video cam, and we all have to make, as brewcasters, our own ugly ornament. Yeah. Uh, just to get people fired up about it. So I we might what, uh, talk about doing that next after week. After her bad idea of having you, she's had a couple good ones. A lot of good ideas. She's made up for it. Oh, Alta, uh, in her defense, it wasn't an idea at all. I was totally an accident. Yeah, well. So there you go. There it you turns go. out she's just full of good ideas. <laughs> yeah. And a couple of accidents. And a couple of accidents along the way. Yeah. Accidents are just that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next week, according to my notes from Shat, the producer, we have Sean Sherlock, who's the head brewer <laughs> at Murray's Craft Brewing in Australia. It'll be our first Australian interview <laughs> well, yeah. in the history of the BN. So I'm excited well, about that. That's I, cool. I think if you read Chad's notes, uh, really what they would have said, it's uh, all right, and we have Sean from uh, Brewery. Uh. <laughs> Hey, so where do you get those hop grenade t-shirts at? All at thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. Yeah. Uh, Bevo, I don't know, whatever you did tonight, okay. Keep, keep hitting yourself in the face with dildos. <laughs> whatever. Thank you. Thank you. See you next week, everybody. Take Brew it up. Thank you. Give me a the phone. Answer the phone. Answer the phone. Answer the phone. Answer the phone. Thank you. Answer the phone. Answer the phone.